Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 11th of February, 2024. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Super. And Robert Kemp. Bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, mean, I, I thought about saying hot. Yeah, I thought about you thinking about saying hot also. Yeah. <laughs> Taste something that does put things in holes. Start this podcast immediately with a conversation right we're having before the podcast. At the Universal Game Mechanic, right? Yep. Uh, the, the Jingwei technically is putting, <laughs> putting things in holes, right? If it wants to fit, it's a mythical bird that wants to fill up the ocean, right? That's, that's a big old hole to put things in. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, but the whole. The, but then is it a hole? It's on a right? sphere. It's yeah. like inverted. Well, is, 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 is it a hole if it already contains water? Because <laughs> it's, it's already full of something. Mm. Just not the thing that this bird is trying to put in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit <laughs> strange, isn't it? Like, cause it, I, suppose, I suppose water is a covering rather than a. Rather than <laughs> filling a hole, right? In in the context of a planet. But then is a hole full of gas still a hole? You can definitely fill a hole with water. Come on. Yeah, but that's but what I'm saying. If like, it's full in, of water, is it then still a hole? In the context oh, of the oceans, like, is, <laughs> is it, it? Is, are the oceans in a hole? I mean, I mean the ocean is deep, right? Sure, sure. So there's, there's some hole-like aspects to it. <laughs> <laughs> hole-like aspects. Is this where you start with, like, a lake or whatever? A puddle is a, is a puddler qualify and then there's a lake qualify and yeah because a puddle is like that's too sea. shallow to be a hole right that's a little hole <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a dimple sea. it's a little hole well, I, I i don't know i feel like that even in that context i think you're like different sizes of puzzle puddles get towards different level, levels of wholeness holiness <laughs> I, say, I say it contains a volume of water therefore it's a hole in my like what, you, but what if it's just a, a like a subtle indentation or incline bit of a hole even if, <laughs> even if it's so huge. What's this, what's this bird trying to do to the ocean? Well, fill it, it up with fill crap. It up, yeah, basically, the, fill the, it up with not water. The myth, the myth goes that it, the myth goes that it was someone who drowned uh, in the ocean, and, and then, so they were like, "Fuck this ocean!" <laughs> yeah, when they got reincarnated as a bird, and we're not, like, well, "I'm going to fill this ocean in." Someone not happy with the concept of water filling a hole <laughs> would rather fill it with something else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They're filling that hole with. Stuff that's not water <laughs> to make it less of a hole or more of a hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to pick to like, like take the, the like if you've got a sphere, right? That was a, a small planetoid, yeah. right? That was yeah. Okay, start start off with it being entirely covered in water, right? Like, sure. therefore, no hole, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But but if you put like a single plot of land on it that's a higher than the one. like yeah, it's just, there is just... not a hole because everywhere else is water around it like you can join the two sides of the but yeah, of the land part but that's the thing depending on how you now project yeah. that planet into like <laughs> like if you flattened it out somehow and you, like depending on how you map projected it like but could the ocean now be encompassed by this land in some way therefore making the ocean a hole this is like this is getting into like it's literally a mathematical question, yes, isn't exactly. it? How many holes like, does a straw have? Whatever that's like it's called. topology, yes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like a whole branch of maths trying to figure out what, what a hole is. But that's not exactly the same kind of holes that we're talking about. You yeah. gotta use topology to figure out whether a puzzle puddle is a hole or not. Because 
topology why why is it basically nothing at all that <laughs> puddle is basically not even a thing i mean in terms of the universal game mechanic is any like target location you need to put something at is is the concept of things in holes right yes in a, in a conceptual concept of it being the universal game mechanic <laughs> a conceptual concept <laughs> like it's an extra layer deep well it is so if you're like, it's, playing it's, you're putting a flag thing. And you're putting the flag on top of the hill. That counts as a hole in and the universal in game mechanic. Yes, yeah. it's what I'm saying. It's like a hole. It's a hill. <laughs> for a game mechanical perspective, it's just it's putting things in holes is just what we call it. It's actually like putting a thing into a place. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. m- movement of item, I suppose. <laughs> yes, move a thing to a designated location. But but put things in holes sounds better. Yes. Because even though the reverse <laughs> of that mechanic is in like Tears of the Kingdom, you're still taking the rock out of its starting hole and putting it into some other three pronged yes, hole. It's still, a, it's a hole, just a different hole, yeah. basically. <laughs> From hole to hole. Is that what our like autobiography should be? <laughs> <laughs> like, from our... I hope not. <laughs> Might give the wrong idea. Yeah, yeah. just a little. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good week have you been putting any universal game mechanics to the test yeah you had to put at least one thing to, into a place and then get another into thing and bring it into a different place and bring it into a different place or, yeah. or the same place even you you took a thing out of one hole put it into a different hole and brought another thing back to put in the first hole. the original hole yeah <laughs> like I, I guess mo from the simpsons calls the garage a car hole right <laughs> so you didn't put it in your garage right? i didn't put it in my garage like you can't fit cars in my garage well i gave a game away i got a car we might have talked about this last time, but I got a car. Yes. Uh, well, we, we didn't car. talk about you having it. We and, talked and about now, you about to be having yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, have it. Have How it. long since you've had a new car? Thursday. Thursday. I mean, before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I've had like a, a car, any car. No, I mean no, since the last car. car. That's what oh, the last car. Oh, right. Yeah, the, that thing I'd had for about eleven years. Hmm. Yeah, about eleven years. Bit, bit, bit more than that, but yeah. Now three, four days. <laughs> three, yeah. I've had a few, had a few days of Jack. Uh, so yeah, I got myself, I got myself an eye pace, and it's, I love it. <laughs> I love it yeah. so much. It's, wow, it's, it's great. It's great. It's great. I mean, I can't recommend getting an EV before you, without a wall box, though. Boy, it's a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, unsurprisingly. Yeah. And, uh, um, so like, like. One of the first things I want, like, I want to get my head around, like, what is actually charging the, like an EV like on a on a road trip? So, so like on the way yeah. back, we stopped off at South Mims. Represent. We always stop at the South classic. Mims. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the That's one, like the British motorway service station, isn't it? South pretty Mims. much. Yeah, well, it's the only like useful one on the M25 North, right? Mm. On the on the north section of it. Mims. So you, um, yeah, we ended up there, and there was a fast charger. Plugged it in. The experience was all good, but whew. Oh, it's expensive. Like using those machines, like the whole like dream of like electric being cheaper than petrol is only true when you charge at home. Well, well um, or slowly, I guess. Yeah, because that's really what you're paying for with the fast charge. Yeah, you're, you're paying, paying for, for getting it done real quick. Well, and real quick is relative, right? Because well, yeah. it's not it's not real quick in a Jag, but compared to some other cars, but it's um uh, acceptable. Uh, but yeah, cost probably cost twice as much as filling with petrol. That's petrol, really? not even diesel. Yeah, doing it at a fast oh. charger. It's it was expensive. 
um, like a hundred miles cost about twenty quid, which is not great. Right, it's not a great rate, no. But then so that's that... not. But then that's not the thing about like if you've got an EV, you're not really buying it to do long journeys, right? Because it's not. That's just not how. I guess how, so. How, it's just not what they're best at. They're best at doing your daily. Um, it's a bit disappointing though that it is. It it, it wasn't like this that long ago. It, like yeah. you, you go back like two years or something, and it would have cost half that, which right. would have been way more acceptable. Um, but. Yeah, electric. So what's actually gone up? The, the not the cost of electricity. But they the, claim. The well, no, that's what that's what they're claiming. Top. Actually, they're claiming it's the cost of building in the infrastructure combined right. because yeah, yeah. you know and expanding it and making it work because the first wave of everyone putting EV chargers in the place was is, was a bit of a crap crapshoot. Um, they, they don't with chargers frequently not working or uh being so unbelievably slow even though they claim to be fast that it's not really worth using or the payment systems and then the infrastructure behind the software side of it not functioning uh that that's all been a bit of a disaster but they're you know so they've actually had to effectively take what they've done and redo it um unless you're tesla of course who just just got it right um for the most part so yeah it's been they're claiming that and the wholesale increases of of electricity as being problematic. Right, okay. um, uh, yeah, so it doesn't really work for them, apparently. Um, I'm not sure I believe any of that, but they've all mm. they've all raised their prices to similar levels for that stuff, which is that's a bummer. So it's not but then again, I always knew going into this that it wasn't gonna be perhaps as convenient a road trip a car. I mean it's it would be super lovely if it was, because I love sitting in that thing and it's just it's such a nice place to be. You can put the adaptive cruise control and relax. And the sound system is, you know, it's got a Meridian sound system in there and it sounds great. Ooh, nice. Does that come standard or is that? How much power does that use? <laughs> Good question. Probably quite a bit if I really pumped it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's standard on the iPace. I don't think you can get a version without it. Um, Very nice. Uh, but yeah, it sounds great. Uh, yeah, well, once I get like home charging set up, and the moment I'm, I've had to charge it, like, with a with a three pin plug out my kitchen window because you're not allowed to use an extension lead with it because they're worried about the thermals, right? Um, and it might ca- catch fire. Um, so uh, yeah, there's been there's been a cable hanging out my kitchen most of the weekend, uh, mm. uh, charging the thing up at a whopping four miles an hour charge rate. So uh, uh, yeah, and then but so once I get a wall box and you can then get a tariff that so overnight it will be like five times cheaper than what it is on a standard tariff to, to charge a yep. car. So uh, then, I, then, then, it, then it will all start making sense. But until I get that wall okay. box fitted, it's um, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. To sort so of... is that all ordered then on order? I am awaiting an email from from the supplier to get some mm. of that sorted. It was part of the deal of buying the iPace that one would be thrown in. Um which means they're probably going to be real lax about getting around to that. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to chase extra it. stuff because it is, it is. I will chase it because it is a bit painful doing it uh, this way at the moment. But, well. um, but it will be good once it's all sorted. Um, it's a it's a wonderful thing. I managed to freak my mum the hell out because I took her for a drive in it just to be <laughs> just, just to be like down. she's never yeah. And I boot I booted it one, and uh, she was like. <laughs> And it's like, there you go. That, that's that's my day done. I'm out. I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't think she quite realised. 
just how much juice was in that thing. She said, "Oh, yeah, I knew they were. I knew any EVs had did have a bit of bit of grunt to them." And it's like, "Oh no, not this one. <laughs> this one's got a lot of grunt." <laughs> Excellent. It's good. It's really yeah. I, I love it. Love it. And have you transported your child anywhere? In the yes. <laughs> well, well, he came with us to pick up the car because oh, nice. we we sort of did a bit of a round. I had to go to Oxford to get it, so we had, we did a bit of a round trip um, and visited uh, a friend of ours on the on the route. And uh, yeah, Bubba Bubba came with. Um, yeah, did the, the there's so it's you know it's SUV sized, so fitting the car seat is nice and easy into it. Gnome has leg room if she's the passenger. There's wow. leg room. Who'd have thought? Um, something you really didn't get in the in the Focus, my last car. Um, no, with that with a car seat in the back. Um, so yeah. Uh, Bubba approves as much as you know he sleeps on car journeys. So that's that's that's, that's, <laughs> okay. that's, well, that's a, good. That's a blessing. <laughs> that's as much approval as we'll get. Um, he doesn't need a petrol engine to sleep. No, he does so. not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll talk more about it as I discover more about the EV lifestyle. <laughs> talk more about it when it goes wrong somehow. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I it's, it's bound to happen. Like, Sleeping on the because the, it's less presumably it's less vibrations going on compared well, to a, you're still getting all the road vibrations. Yeah, I don't right? think the like, engine yeah, contributes that much to the vibrations. I mean, well, unless yeah, the engine is quite right. fucked up. But. I mean, EVs. <laughs> yeah, are, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, EVs are heavy cars, right? So they're like mm. they they're they're not known to be the softest rides mm. in general right, yeah. because they their suspension has to be a bit harder to deal with. I mean, the the iPace is over two tons. It's a heavy right. thing. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the suspension has to be firmed up. And it, it doesn't help that the I-Pace often comes in big wheels, which, you know, naturally hardens, mm. hardens the ride. As much as cool as they yeah. look, it hardens the ride. And I think that's that's fair. I think I don't think my I-Pace yeah. is any more comfortable, I think, than the Focus or the, the, the Beamer to, to actually, sort, you know, in terms of how it handles bumps and stuff like that. It's yeah, about the right, same. Yeah. Um, but it is more planted in turns because of that low center of, center of gravity, despite its weight. Although you do have to be a little bit careful. You do sort of forget about it. I did manage to accidentally drift it a bit around a roundabout. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. it was it was like really rainy and and stuff when we went and picked up, so that didn't help. But it was a yeah greasy little tight turn, like really tight roundabout, and I did feel it slip a bit. And it's like, oh, okay, I do have to be a little bit careful with this. Hmm. Uh, And, and a revelation android auto is amazing like i haven't had a car oh, yeah? with android auto and it's just it just does everything you want it to do and the uh the integration in the jag is 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 really well thought through and that it has its own like navigation system in i thought yeah. it would that would be the only navigation i could get in front of me on the driver view like the the cluster um in front of the wheel um but no if you turn, if you actually it will show the jag map like by default but as soon as you start routing with the with Android Auto, Android Auto takes over that screen as well as the center console screen. So I get Google Maps in front of me um, while I'm driving, nice. and it's like that's that's perfect, right? And that that's was the exactly thing I was what you wanted yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was the thing I talked about last week, like with the 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 was it the Volvo the XC4 to when we drove it, and it's like because it's all Google built in. Of course, it's going to be Google in front of you. You don't need yeah, to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's all it's all super well integrated, and I didn't know. Android Auto could do that, like drive two separate mm. screens at the same time. Um, and it does it all over wireless as well. I don't have to plug in to do that. It's uh... 
surely in general i don't know but surely in general why why do they these car makers put so much effort into the infotainment system when like as long as they have the best possible support for android auto or sure apple CarPlay, yeah. I mean, then why wouldn't you just use that i mean ultimately yeah it's transformative it's like okay the jag has in theory it can do some stuff on its own it can connect to spotify without you needing because uh, right. it's got its own data sim built into the car uh, and things oh, cool. like that so so it can run data itself um How to drive that, that do stuff. you need a contract for that How yes that you do but it is uh i i currently don't have to cover that until september um so that, yeah there is like a 10 pound a month contract if i want to run that and that also is what enables some of the like mobile features to work like if i wanted to if i park it up somewhere in the middle of nowhere and i want to check on the status of it or I want to check how it's charging from afar oh it needs to be needs to oh. needs some sort of data connection to actually tell me that stuff is that um, with Jaguar the manufacturer or it's a, well yeah it's a Jag subscription um, oh, the sim is all built into the car so you can't change Interesting. it mm. Mm. Um, so you know one drawback but like because it's two and a half years and the initial free subscription is three years I'm still covered for six months mm. so that's all right nice um, it's a bit annoying that it doesn't just pull that off your phone i suppose but then if you walk away from the car then you take your phone with you right so it's yeah of course, course it doesn't yeah. work um yeah, fair enough uh, yeah i mean stupid little things the pop-out door handles are never going to get old <laughs> until, I mean, they break. <laughs> until they break yeah. <laughs> until they're old until they're, they're old. old yeah yeah no, they make they'll them. get old when they're old I, I love it every single time that they they pop out it's i don't know it's a little thing, but it's just like. <laughs> Do they pop out when you uh, when you unlock it? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, nice. when, when the handles are out, it's unlocked. When the handles are in, it's locked. It's yeah, simple. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> look forward to come visit you sometime, and I can get a drive out. Absolutely. Get a, get a test drive. Find a slip road <laughs> and terrorize the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very quietly. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> super quietly. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, it's it's like it's not it's not the quietest EV in the world. Like, the motors do whine a bit in right. the, in the I pace, but I don't mind that. That's, that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it has got an option I found in the menus where you can make the uh, so, some sort of noise uh, into dynamic mode, which I haven't tried yet. I don't. I haven't quite. Mm. I don't. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I've set it on its quietest setting, so I don't know. Uh, is yeah, that maybe. for warning pedestrians or that you're coming? No, I think it's internal noise. I don't know. Oh, internal noise. Okay. I think the, it does. It does have a sort of like reversing. It's like has a reversing beep. Like cars are becoming like right. like yeah. trucks. I suppose like trucks. Yeah. It's a little bit more classy than a than a truck's like beep beep beep. It's more yeah. of a <laughs> boom. Well, they're not even meant to have that any longer, are they? They're meant to all be white noise now for trucks. Oh, what the sort of ah, ah, yeah. Ah. Was that? To stop annoying people. No, it's because like if it's a beep, you can get like echoes and stuff that really interfere with that. So if it's just white noise, it makes it much more actually audible and like you can tell direction easier if it's it's a white noise sound. Right. Yeah. I guess. And as a bonus, it's less annoying. Well, arguably, arguably. (laughs) they're not really white noisy, are they? These things. They're more like like really harsh buzzer sound things, aren't they? When you actually hear them. Yeah, it's like a square wave thing. But I, I prefer that to the... Uh, that's good. Yeah, because they sort of have that as an option, don't they, on like police cars and ambulances. That's why they do that. That's why they modulate the sound as they're getting into traffic or they're supposed to, like, you know, push it and they go... Yeah. To, to try and... 
mix it up a bit. As well as getting your attention. Well, yes. Because if a siren has been gradually creeping up on you from far away, you're not going to notice it as easily. Yeah. <laughs> Can a siren creep up on you? <laughs> It'd be the worst horror movie ever. Like, right, let's, like, like, what's yeah, that siren head? <laughs> that's a me. That's a siren head. Woo, woo. <laughs> Here somewhere. Woo! woo. <laughs> is, that, is that Zach's horror movie? <laughs> no, that's a real thing. Head. Is it? <laughs> From at least thing. a video game and possibly a film. I don't remember. <laughs> siren Head. Although in that case, I think I believe it's more like tornado sirens in that case. Oh, wait, like it's not, not like a police siren head. <laughs> yeah, it's just got a single red light. <laughs> Cars. Cars. Speaking of <laughs> electrical things setting on fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, so this is actually YouTube adverts section, but like one of the adverts that I've seen recently is for a product that I'm familiar with from the charity shop, basically, because mm-hmm. we keep getting them and they're so shit. But it's these goddamn, it's those like heaters that are just like a plug. Like you plug them into the socket, and it's just a a big lump that has the heating elements in it and oh. a tiny fan. Oh, I've not seen those. Well, no, you wouldn't have because they're shit. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea. No, nope, also that. But oh. so that's like I occasionally get adverts for those on YouTube, and you know it does all it does the classic people advert people badly advertising heaters thing and be like it heats up the room faster than any other heater and it's like no it doesn't it puts out exactly 2000 watts like every other goddamn heater does mm. at best and presumably that is a very small directed area as well yeah like. presumably i mean it must depend on the airflow of your room but the reason mm. that i always find those adverts particularly funny is because every time i see them at the charity shop when i'm doing the electrical testing it's like we should have to chuck them out because then but then from my perspective, they're probably actually illegal. Right. Because sometimes they don't have the right markings on them, which well, that that you just have to check out yeah, immediately. Immediate dis- uh, disqualification. But the ones that do have the right markings on them imply that they're meant to be earthed, as you would hope. Yeah. <laughs> for a heater. Something that juicy. But then because it's a just a block, like a plug block, it doesn't have an accessible fuse, which then I'm like, yeah, we surely cannot sell that. Because I'm pretty sure if it's earthed, you have to have access to the fuse. Right. <laughs> if it even has a fuse, because, you know, I, I don't know. Because I guess I could open one up, like, physically, like, sc- unscrew it and see, see if there's a fuse in there. So you mean so it doesn't even have the little panel on the No. Back. Yeah, okay, got you. And I'm like, that's surely got to be illegal. Oh, the little plastic things so you can see the fuse and yes, replace and it without it. unscrewing the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to unscrew, unscrew quite a lot of plugs to access the fuse, but mm. not when it's like built yeah. into the. And also, like not I was when it's the looking device at, itself, it's yeah, a plug, yeah. I was looking at it, and it's like I probably could unscrew this, but I don't. It like it doesn't look like you're meant to in a way mm. that you would mm. unscrew a plug to look at the fuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we probably can't sell those. Just chuck them. <laughs> I, I think they should be chucked. <laughs> Regardless, I don't think anyone I mean, should be buying them. Well, no, new, yes. to be don't honest. buy those at all. Yeah, <laughs> don't give them to Jared. It's got to be one hell of a fire hazard. I mean, anything like I don't know, anything that's electric and heating has always sort of put a bit of worry in me. Like it doesn't have to be, even if it's like a big old like one of those standy like purpose built things. Yeah, exactly. Door, like, they've always yeah. sort of freaked me out a bit. 
Yeah. Actually, it's just just very high power devices. Like, well, yeah, anything, they're, they're anything in the like 2000 watt range is the maximum like a, that you can usually get out of our oh, power like my car charger. <laughs> kettle, the kettle's like 3000 watts, isn't it? Which is like maximum possible, right? You can get out of a UK plug. Yeah, I think that's. that's is that a, really as high as it goes? I think that's a that's... slightly special case, though. To get over 2000, you have to, like, I think it's a, something to do with the ring circuit or whatever. You have to have a slightly special one. Like a special socket, or or a special version of the ring, like one of those... extra thick wires or something. Right? Is it or okay? Is it like one of those sockets that has like the big red? Oh, they often fit in kitchens. Which what, is like, these the big cooker, like the cooker ones. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. there's like an actual plug socket. Yeah, I think that might be the, what a, that is with a, with a massive red switch on. But basically, every heater and hairdryer and all that stuff is two thousand. Mm. Speaking of the same, continuing this conversation about electrical stuff setting on fire, weirdly the opposite problem that I, I don't understand why this is the case, but when you're, when we get a bunch of like hair products, but not like hair dryers, because hair dryers are obviously like 2000 watts, so that's like 13 amp fuse and that's mm. all good. But when you get like straighteners or rollers that have a heating element on them, those are usually like 20 to 40 watts it's like you wouldn't have thought it was that low comparatively but it well, really yeah. is i suppose they, they slow heat right they don't well they, i don't know they heat up pretty quick when you plug them in but like it's it's a way lower wattage than you would think for the amount of heat they can put out that mm. quickly Surprising. but the thing that's weird about it and i don't know why this is but like it seems to just be the industry standard that they put five amp fuses in them instead of three amp and i don't know why because like the uh, you know the training that we get is like if it's below 500 watts you put a free amp in it if it's above 500 watts you put a 13 in and we don't bother with fives we just right, right, right. have that be the cutoff so have a hard and fast rule and but if there's if it says that it takes a five amp on the flow or whatever just leave it mm. but for some reason all those low powered hair products have five amp fuses in and i don't know why hmm. and it's just like what what is that is it a bit surgy do you think or maybe like I, I vaguely think I heard Maybe. at some point it was a weird, like almost anti-safety thing of because <laughs> people kept using them in bathrooms, it, they kept <laughs> blowing the fruit fuses too much because okay. of the moisture, right? <laughs> making oh, it, because of the moisture, making it short okay. the thing and blow the fuse. I was like, that's it's like the anti-safety rule, but that might just be a purely made-up thing that I don't even actually remember. I just think I do. <laughs> But, but it's yeah, still relatively safe if it was at five amps instead of three, isn't it? I don't know. Sure, How but much I mean, more dangerous is that? Well, it's like if you. The whole point would be that in order to blow the fuse, it would have to be drawing enough current to blow the fuse. Yeah. Which is why, like at five amps, at, at like five hundred watts, you'd, that thing would have to be drawing like ten times as much power as it's supposed to due to the short mm. circuit or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I don't understand. Well, presumably, if it's a bad, I can't remember my electronics. If it's a bad short circuit, it's going to draw as much power as it. Well, uh, yeah, it will just blow, immediately. blow immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I see it all the time, and I used to, re I used to replace them with free amps. But then we used so many free amp fuses, we never had any. So I was just like, oh, if it says it's going to have, if I'll just give up and let them do because whatever the hell five they're doing. Is right. Then <laughs> carry on with five. Okay. <laughs> and what that is, it must be just some weird like industry standard government legislation thing that just they, that's just how it is mm. yeah i wonder it's my Wasn't there some kind my of... gcse maths right is is the limit to power like what was it 200 what would it be 230 volts modified by 
13 amps. Right? Yeah, something like not that. Sure. That, would be the, that, would be the, that would be the wattage. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I think that is the limit. I thought there was a government restriction, though. Like, Even though that is the theoretical limit we can get out of the sockets, that like hoovers and high-power devices had to lower their... I don't think that was necessarily due to the power grid. I think that was just more of a safety thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, like, what, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like yeah. they're not allowed to actually make devices above two thousand. Yeah, yeah, that are above, above a above a threshold. Yeah. And, and so and so like Dyson and all that all got a bit annoyed. Fast. Well, yeah, that is the that is the annoying thing. If you if you like. We don't. We're like on the verge of being able to remember this, but we're like getting an old vacuum, and it's like, holy shit, this thing sucks a lot, but in the good way. Properly, yeah, <laughs> in the good way. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because they've had to downgrade all the things. Well, don't get me wrong, motors have got better, but also, and you know, Dyson's tech mm. made everything change right when they yes, because they didn't out. need the suckers hard, really. Yeah, um, but yeah, when that when that kicked in, yeah, I think I think there was a noticeable downgrade. Can we get now that we've got Brexit done? Can we go back to 240 volts instead of 230? Thanks very much. I don't think that's going to make much difference. Uh, no, obviously not. I'm only joking. They're not going to do that now, are they? No, we've already not. we've already got the best plugs, so you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Unless we'll keep, you stand we'll, on one, we'll keep, we'll keep those things. So, like. I'm sure I've asked this a million times before, and I can never remember exactly what the answer is. Like American plugs, right? They don't have an earth. They can do. They have a free prom version yeah. of their oh, plug. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. So, like, because I was like, what do they do for like electric heaters? Do they have to be produced with a with a three prong? Yes. Well, I wouldn't even have said have to. I think in the American situation, is just do whatever the fuck you want. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, <laughs> but they have less. You can. They well, are a lower voltage. Ten volt, yeah. right? Yeah, and 120 or whatever. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, of course. Which is the why... Ca- you, the cattle problem. Yes, which is why making tea sucks in mm. America. Take twice as long as oil, approximately, except not really. That's been tested. Whatever. Go watch the YouTube video about it. <laughs> yeah. Presumably, that they, they must have... guy. Yep, that one guy. Connections or something. Is that the guy? Yes. Okay, yeah, because presumably, they must be able to have good ways of making boiling water or hot water. Obviously, they wouldn't have coffee machines, right? I mean, I know they don't... They, ideally, a coffee machine doesn't get up to boiling, but still. Slightly different system, I guess. Yeah. Hot water on demand will be good enough for tea, presumably, rather than having to boil a whole bunch of water, kettle style. Maybe. Cookers. They do have, like, kitchen double phase whatever sockets don't they in the yes. kitchen i don't think we need those do we okay no sometimes we just have the, the cooker plugs or whatever that are slightly higher mm. but not 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 double <laughs> mm. don't think you'd want double on our grid that would that'd be real bad electrical discussions yeah. which chimes nicely with the electrical vehicles yes well i was just that the main reason i was thinking about that was just because like Bearing in mind that you wouldn't even be able to get from our house to a place you could park a car, my house, mm. to a place where you could park a car in order to charge it without an extremely long cable. Yeah, it'd be impossible in your situation. But also, I don't think our house, my house's electrical grid could handle that, <laughs> considering you know the problem I mentioned before about like every time anyone interacts with the hot tub socket in any way, it just blows <laughs> the whole circuit. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised your house isn't still coal-powered. I mean. Well, yeah. I kind of wish it was in some ways. 
It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because like the government still was it is it twenty thirty is supposedly the date when they're going to stop selling um, petrol petrol cars, petrol and diesel cars, and then like everything New has ones, to be yeah. electric from there. But there are so many houses where that's just not going to work, and like like even like, well, not without like real public infrastructure yeah work. the public infrastructure would need a hell of a lot of work and it would need to become affordable which it currently isn't well, sure. um uh yeah it's i don't know uh, seven years or six years i suppose now seems like i keep forgetting it's 2024 <laughs> um six years is is a long time but for, that long. For, for infrastructure it really isn't or maybe you know maybe we're just going to be the new Cuba and we'll be driving fifty old fifty year old cars all the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, that that'd be rad. If, but the problem is, it's like it would be from now. Yeah, right? so it'd, be 50, it would, it'd be these cars we currently have, but fifty years old. It wouldn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't nearly be as cool. Infrastructure is so weird because it's obviously a massive investment, like uh, like sure. creating the railways or the national grid and all this stuff. And and we think like, but if there is actual demand for it like i was just thinking of you know we can't build a railway from london to manchester apparently apparently possible <laughs> but just think how how fast those mobile phone towers went up like they were everywhere mm. within about what 10 years from nowhere right and now they're on but that presume cover those the presumably are the government right mobile phone towers no, exactly i mean no i don't know i presumably they're some combination of BT and um, and then mobile networks that have, have and the to networks, yeah. Probably get special permission for where they put the towers up, or yes. presumably in certain the big towers, right? Presumably they own the land where that goes up, and but yeah, but, but, but the five G towers are like yeah. little little posts that are just like light lamp posts, right? That are just in random spots, yeah. and it's. But yes, if that, that can be done, if five G can be done to cover the country, I'm sure we can. Yeah, but that's, I think that's a little different, right? Because I guess maybe the power requirement for those is considerably lower, and it's in a single spot, and it's yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, the physical difference, but also like the whole the reason that can get done quickly is because of money. Yeah, because <laughs> it makes money I mean. rather than just expending money, which Why is what the government side does. It make money. That's the thing. Like, okay, you can. You well, versus it. not having a five G network at all, then yes, it does make money. <laughs> Well, because five G to me is, is still feels unnecessary. Well, sure. Over four G, like uh, it's just five G isn't reliable enough. Like maybe it is in London, sure. but, but everywhere else, like it's always felt like it actually makes things worse. Like, sure, my my phone mm. actually has five G capability, but like when it's doing that transition, for, like you're drifting in and out of five G because the five G isn't quite strong enough, but the four G is good, and your phone can't make up its mind what bloody network to use. Mm. the experience is much worse <laughs> and there's yeah, plenty of spots around Ipswich in this area where that where that happens um and it's and it's quite annoying there's <laughs> like a black yeah. spot if you're driving towards felix though like you sort of get near the orwell bridge and and the, the and it just it just it can't make up its mind like whatever phone you're using or whatever you're using uh yeah and it, it just just yeah you you won't have signal around <laughs> it's bad it's bad even though there's a bloody mast right there, it just doesn't actually work. <laughs> so that's the infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure. Talk. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 possible, right? But like, it, I mean, and the infrastructure isn't actually that bad. There are charges friggin' everywhere now, but it's just the cost of it. The cost of it is the problem. Um, 
And if more and more EVs hit the road, there right, there isn't enough infrastructure for what, where for the number of EVs that will be on the road in in six years' time, unless they really start putting stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, will have to be forced. But EVs have a unique problem, right? There's like petrol stations are relatively easy to put up because you get in, you fill up, you go. It's not the case with EVs. EVs have to sit there for quite some period of time. Well, I know this um, is this is already a problem that has been discussed millions a million years ago at this point but like surely the solution would have been to have like the battery be fully removable right but that's it's, it's been tried yeah but it doesn't it's really like, work. It doesn't actually work but that was that's mm. the logical solution yeah just like shoot for the whole battery out and then leave that behind the problem is until we get to the like that's only ever going to work when we get to the point where battery tech has well yes well, battery tech is still improving at a rate where that doesn't fly no if we get to the point where we plateau significantly then and then, everyone's batteries are the same yeah that would also be that, that, that be, would be the only way that would work then. that could be standardized a bit yeah um obviously you need more space for a because people need to wait for things to charge but presumably it, it's a lot easier to build one of those from scratch than because like a petrol station must need to tanks to handle volatile chemicals sure. and pumps. Yeah, but the giant all, main all, electricity all lines isn't exactly the easiest thing to build. No, that's a, that's a, that's like a that's like if petrol stations couldn't have tanks and couldn't have deliveries, they'd have to build a pipeline pipes. to it. And it's like it's the Clean same yeah, it's the same problem with it, in theory. In theory. I mean, you know, we don't well, even we don't even get gas lines here, right? There's no gas in this area. Where I am at. So oh, you don't um, have gas. We don't have oh, gas. Yeah. It's not. It's not possible for us to get gas. Um, yeah, because they're, they're just aren't, they're just aren't <laughs> the is, lines here. That is one of those classic parts of our being in the countryside ish, where it's like we're still getting that weird infrastructure. Where like my house is again, as we've mentioned before, like two golf holes away from here, and we have gas. <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just because we're a little bit outside of Needham Market, we don't we don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how you measure distance in golf holes. That's quite. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah, that, that kind of just flew. I didn't even realize that. That just kind of like yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's about right because we've said that before. It's a reference <laughs> to two, our previous podcasts. Two par fours, maybe a far four and a far five. No, it's probably two par fives at least. Yeah, <laughs> maybe about, yeah. about that. As the crow flies, yes. As as the ball flies, yep. As, as the drive, as the goes, as the jazz plays, <laughs> as the drive goes. <laughs> so, uh, video games, <laughs> maybe video games. Should we do some? Should we do some news? I heard there was some news this week. There was a little bit of news, yeah. Uh, What's going on? Not to be. Uh, overshadowed by Microsoft doing their developer direct which we talked about last time uh, Sony thought they should do a state of play but Nintendo still didn't think they should do anything yet no the January <laughs> direct didn't happen no um, hang on there's been like two state of plays hasn't there what te- <laughs> technically yeah Wasn't wasn't one of them like a Final Fantasy VII rebirth deep dive? They did the whole Final Fantasy VII one separately for some reason. I mean, that's the this is running into the same problem as the Nintendo Directs, where it's like sometimes it's a not a really Nintendo Direct; it's just about one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was a Final Fantasy Direct. Yeah, I guess pretty much. Uh, Sometimes it makes me wonder, like, why is Sony putting that out? Which, like, shouldn't Square do that? 
right? Right. Shouldn't Square have done like his our Final Fantasy deep dive? Well, I'm sure it probably is Square doing all the work, and it's just Sony putting the branding on yeah. it <laughs> and and distributing it. I guess probably is something like that. Um. Anyway, yeah, there's a few things uh, that I've picked out here that are probably worth talking about uh, well, a little bit. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all of them are going to appeal to everyone. Um, Stella Blade showed up again, um, which is the uh, I'm going to say sexy action game. <laughs> it's sort of like it's trying to be a bit bayonetta. Oh, that's the one with the butts. That's <laughs> the one with the butts. Yep. <laughs> Butts all over the place. And slightly egregious old school jiggle physics, if we're being <laughs> perfectly honest. It's it's there. It's hard not to notice. Um, and legs down to the ground, as they say. <laughs> Dem some pins. Um, <laughs> some serious pins going on in this game. Uh, I mean, uh, having said all of that, is it, is it bad that I'm now about to say, I think this game looks cool. <laughs> I mean, it can look cool and still have butts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Bayonetta, right? And it's like, but it's not like about that. Like the, the gameplay itself looks pretty good and pretty interesting. And I, yeah, mm. I, I kind of like its vibe. Um, shame <laughs> that it's a PlayStation exclusive now. Um, I mean, we knew about that a while back, but um, uh, yeah, it was originally going to be a multi-platform release, but um, uh, Sony stepped in, so it's a PlayStation exclusive now. Um, I mean, I, I only learned this recently, but the developer shift up. This is their first um, like console-grade game. Before, they've been doing uh, mobile sort of gacha-style games that in, in a little bit of that, that sort of anime style. But the one that they're most famous for, I think, is one called Nike or Nick, Nick, which is also all about those butts. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So they've, they've got a history. <laughs> a history of horniness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah, that's out April 26th. And uh, yeah, honestly, I think that looks real good. Um, uh, Sonic Generations. This is the one bit that I wanted to talk about, yeah. obviously, because it's Sonic. Sonic, so, Sonic and Shadow. No? Sonic X Shadow Generations. Right. Yeah, so. And then, so me and Rob had the exact same thought about seeing this, which is like, we recently played another Sonic game that had a Shadow-themed three extra levels inserted into it, and that didn't go well. No, so, so Sonic Forces had a free DLC called Episode Shadow, and I think we covered that in the video. Yeah, we sure Forces. did. Yeah. Um, uh, um, those, I mean, Sonic Forces wasn't a great game in the but, first place, so like having the extra Shadow content that was worse. <laughs> and also was reused content in that game. Yeah. It wasn't even like... Because this is actually new. This is all brand new stuff. And like, it's, I mean, Sonic Generations, uh, uh, having a remaster of Sonic Generations is the right call because Sonic Generations is good. But probably um, not, it's probably not going to be much of a remaster. No, I don't know. I mean, what they get, I mean, they might do some texture detailing. But it, well, in fairness, don't forget the console versions of Sonic Generations only ran at 30 FPS. Well, sure. So having That'll a 60 help. FPS console version is an improvement. But, you know, if you've been part of the PC master race, you've been playing that since it launched. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they haven't really said like how much of like how much shadow content is in this. Either. Well, I mean, like, is can... it a whole game's worth of extra content? No, like, no, it'll be a small like addition. I mean, you but... can tell how much content it's going to be by by because this is generations by saying how many games Shadow has been a main character, playable character in, which is about four. <laughs> so there'll be about four levels. Mm. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Although, even... Although one of them looks uh, very. Like forces esque, right? Like he was 
the, the one they show where he's in that sort of twisty and the world is like bending around him is that not him versus infinite in some way or? no i think that's i get the feeling that they might do a bit of a more like direct transition between the levels and that might be the shift between the different levels oh what you think they're going to do like like you're in one zone and transfer to mm, another or one. it's a like a FMV sequence that happens between the levels. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's likely. Yeah, maybe that wasn't a playable segment. But yeah, I, it's like the the four games that Shadow has been a playable character in. But the trouble is that in the Generations context, that's not even spread out enough for the Generations, right? Mm. They're all in the same generation, I think. Oh, no, actually, I guess Heroes would have been... The, it's like Heroes, 06, Shadow oh. the Hedgehog, Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2, that's it. <laughs> is he playable in Forces? No, I don't think he is. Apart from the DLC, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so te- technically Forces. <laughs> and then he has the kart races. Yeah, but those aren't... That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, is that really it? Huh. I mean, I'm sure I might have forgotten one. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the... He's those not, are already obvious main ones. Yeah, he's not in Unleashed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean 06, yeah, which you probably mentioned. Yeah, that's not that's not worth. Well, I mean, the 06 level in generations of Sonic is fine. Sure, because <laughs> it's a generations level. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an aesthetic. Three tools. But what uh, then? What I also said about this is like the thing that they won't do, but would have been really cool, is to port the 3DS or not port somehow basically make new levels based on the 3ds levels oh, that would be, that would from be 3ds generation that would be really good mm. if, it, if it was like a generations plus yeah right like they, they would... put all the levels in but you can't just port those from the 3ds because it's a completely different style of gameplay <laughs> well not completely different somewhat different yeah it would be a bit of work yes. but that would be be good that would have been great um but they won't. Do I mean, that. they should have. And, just... they, and they also won't make DLC for generations like we kept saying they should have at the time. Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a shout that they're just not going to do it, even think about doing a generations two. Well, because right? I, I, I don't even think that would be a bet. Like, they could take. I don't even think they would have to. Even if they repeated zones, I guess is what I'm saying that they used before. There's plenty of other ones to pick from, right? Like, like as well. well. Yes. I mean, that's so, what so, we said so about could, the DLC. They so, should have just made all every level. Because, because of course they would have to make a green another Green Hill zone. Doesn't matter what game, what generations game they were making, they would have to be a Green Hill zone. Version. I mean, they could pick but, one of the other Green Hills. I mean, they could. Yeah, Emerald Hill, right, is the obvious choice. Yes, from um, the earliest games. I Sonic guess. Two. Um, like Angel Island, I think would be kind of a rad thing for them to try and attempt, especially the Angel Island on fire, or yeah. do the the the, the or just have that be a place like, halfway through the level, yeah, you just yeah. get into the fire zone. There's, there's plenty of things that I would love to see them do. You know, I mean, they did sort of do that in the chemical plant zone in Generations, right? When you go kinda. past a certain point, everything just fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> or oil ocean in Mania, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got Mania to pull from as well now, which is which is good. Oh, what, you, you, like a Generations version of Press Gun or something? Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> or the Desert Level, right? The Desert Level's kind of fun. It's not a very good level in Mania. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> right. kind of cool aesthetic, but not a very good level. Because I'm not sure, though, I would want them to pick, like, what is it, the last one, Monarch? Or, um, Titanic Monarch. Titanic Monarch, yeah, I don't want them to pull that. That's, that's not a good level. But, um, I mean, that's just another Death Egg, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's just not as cool as Death Egg. Did they, do, they didn't do Death Egg no. in Generations. Oh. Well, it's because they didn't do... They did, like, the first levels, almost, of the games, yeah. rather, than the, rather than going for the 
They focused. Endless. I guess they focused on the levels everyone would have played before, like not playing the rest of it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Standard drop-off technique. I mean, that would have been cool as, as well. Again, more like things they should have done in DLC. Do like a full pack of the last levels of all yeah. the games. What was the, the water- <laughs> most of them would have been like death egg likes. What was the watery zone from Sonic Rush? I would like to have seen a 3D version of that. Like, well, yeah, or any Sonic Rush. Oh, well, that was in Generation 3DS. Yes, wasn't it was. It, that one? Um, I forget what that's called. Yeah, it has the back-to-back music. Yes, which is which is rad. Um, man, there's so much they could do with it, and like Sega are just so stupid when it comes to Sonic. Like, I, like, I, I, it's got to the point where even I'm saying that. <laughs> like, and it's uh, like it's been it's been too long now that there's just it's just obvious that they don't know what the hell they're doing. It took an outsider to make the one good Sonic game in years, and then, but okay. then they, but then uh, they tried to repeat that, and it didn't work. Yeah, Sonic Superstars doesn't appeal. <laughs> and, and in fairness, I haven't, we haven't given Frontiers a chance yet. That might be. There's probably some redeeming yeah, stuff in from Frontiers, but I'm sure, like, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, man. Uh, that's enough Sonic for this podcast, for, as always. Yeah, that's enough Sonic for today. Uh, okay. Judas. Hey, do you remember that there Bioshock? Uh, yeah. Do you want another one of those, but in space? Well, do I? maybe in I space. Know. It looked a bit in space. Where it's got this, you know, it's already... It's got le- a vacuum outside of a glass window. <laughs> sure. That could be a... Well, yeah, I guess... They're already clearly leaning into the like dimension jumping aspects of Bioshock. Mm. Where it's like, oh, we have to save you from whatever the whatever save you, you from yourself, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not related to Bioshock in any way, but it is but it's made but, by I mean Ken Levine. So it probably it? is oh, actually Ken related Levine. to Bioshock. Yeah, so it can't. So it's, it is Ken Levine. It, <laughs> is, it is Ken Levine. It's his studio. It's what they've been working on all this time. Uh, um, so that's why uh, it looks like Bioshock. Okay, but. I mean, even the character design, right? The lady they show looks a lot like Catherine, right? Yep. It's um, the same art style. And then probably um, will turn out to be Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> there probably will be a lighthouse. Yep. So they'll, throw, they'll just throw that in somewhere. There's always a lighthouse. And there's always a girl. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of down for it, if I'm honest, because it's been long enough since sure. Bioshock Infinite. And... I in, I did enjoy those games. I always had. I always felt they would like never quite hit their stride. Right, there was always something that didn't mm. feel quite right. Especially like the PC version had weird physics problems in the in the first Bioshock game. The second game, well, I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't quite as good. Like, and Bioshock Infinite had combat. E kind the combat kind of fell off. Mm. Although I loved where its story ended up. I think that was really good. Um, but didn't really fulfill the potential. Bioshock never felt like it really fulfilled its full potential um, to me. Um, great yeah. ideas, just not not quite hitting it. Um, still good games, but not 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 perfect. Um, so maybe they give it another go. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can't it's it, yeah. I don't know. It seems seems like it might be. It could be good. Could be good. Judas, uh, Dragons of Dogma two. Looks a lot like Monster Hunter. I guess it is a Capcom game, but it looks more like a Monster Hunter game than it does a RPG. I actually don't know a lot about Dragon's Dogma One, but I just looked at it. I thought, oh, is this a new Monster Hunter world? Oh, oh no, it's not. It's not. It's it's Dragon's Dogma. Um, that's out in March. Um, 
I guess Monster Hunter fans might be secretly secretly happy with it. I don't know. Mm, I don't know about that. Monster Hunter is a very specific <laughs> game mechanic game. I'm surprised there hasn't been a World 2. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're probably due to make another actual yeah. full Monster Hunter at this point. Because Monster Hunter World was crazy popular, right? Yeah. It's like, and even I was tempted to play it at one point, but then it fell off Game Pass. And it's just like, well, I'm glad I didn't start that. <laughs> uh Rise of the Ronin. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. It's, um, uh, Rise of the Ronin. <laughs> Team Ninja are doing a follow-up. Well, it's it's not really a follow-up to their Neo series, but it, lo- it very much looks like they're taking what they've learned from the last two Neo games and then go, well, we can probably open-world this a bit, bring it somewhere between Elden Ring and Ghost of Tsushima and go like find a middle ground. That's uh, what it looks like. You know I'm up for some samurai. It look it look good. it looks good. Um, people like those neo games, um, so mm. I, I I see good thing. That's also out in March, so real soon. Uh, I like its time period as well. It's like set in the eighteen hundreds, just as the like. Right, the, so you're probably going to get some some flintlock pistols and whatnot. Yeah, to go with your samurai sword, hundred percent. They've already <laughs> shown it, so like, yeah, it's, it's stuff is already on the way out. There are like. You know, standard brick and mortar like tatons turning up in in Japan and things. So it's um it's an interesting time period. Uh, uh, Until Dawn is getting a remaster, and uh, I gotta say this looked bad because I don't think Until Dawn is a bad game. I've played it. Uh, uh, I didn't play it all the way through, but uh, I was playing it in a sort of like party context with people. We were all making the choices together, which was kind of fun. Right. Um, uh, but you know, at the time, it was pretty graphically impressive. And in the trailer for this, I think they made the right choice by showing just the environments for, for most of the trailer. Because then as soon as they showed a bit of character animation, it was like, oh, God, that's that's dated it quite a bit. That doesn't, that doesn't look right. <laughs> so, like, they updated the graphics, but not like they just loaded up the old rigging. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they must have done, yeah. Like, or... Because... Because otherwise, I would have had to have like re. Maybe they didn't have enough mocap to data to actually like redo it all, or because mm. no, no, they weren't going to get the actors back in, right? <laughs> well, so, yeah, I guess. Uh, anyway, that's happening, uh, and then we got a really long look at Death Stranding Two, just as you would expect from Death Stranding. I mean, this a really game, long something. This game looks as. I'm trying to work out if it's like at what level of baffling it is right now. As in, <laughs> as in, is it more baffling than Death Stranding One, or Equally. because we, or because we know what Death Stranding One is? Like, does is that actually, help? Let, yeah, does that help us get a picture for what this game is? So, idea is, is they're no longer in America. They've 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 kind of done their work there. The chiral network is up and functioning. You've connected America, um, but. Now they're elsewhere, presumably Europe. I don't know, um, doing their work. But bad guy Hess is about having fights with robots that sound like babies, but his weapon is a guitar for some reason. Um, you know, he's back. Uh, you're, so presumably you're doing the same job, I guess, is what they're saying. Is what they're trying to set up. You're still you're still trying to connect fake Iceland um, together, but. Uh, somewhere else, and now long you're now no longer called Bridges. They've got a slightly different name. It's called Draw Bridges for no reason at all. <laughs> so your, but your name is still Bridges. So like you, you, 
I thought you were called Porter. You were called Sam Porter Bridges in the first game. Oh, Porter Bridges. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was that double barreled? It was, well, I don't know. Yeah. Or it was, was that just little a middle name, name Porter? Yeah. <laughs> Sam Porter Bridges. And, and your job was a Porter. That was what they called yeah, the job I, as well. It's like, it's so I know. It's so I thought Sam Porter was a Porter, but no, he was called Bridges as well. Yeah, Sam Because he built Bridges. bridges, I guess. And he worked for Bridges. And he worked for Bridges. He was a Porter and, who worked for Bridges. <laughs> and he left notes for people saying, thanks for the. Bridges. Thanks for the bridges, man. Uh, <laughs> so the, the actual game still very much still looks like that, as far as I can tell. But uh, hmm. does mean, it look like I mean, fragile? Different in terms of landscape, or because because it, it, it looked a bit rocky it in Iceland. The first game, it didn't look. Yeah, which is what the first game looked like, even though it was supposed to be America, right? Yep. <laughs> Nothing like America. Um, We're just hoping that there's going to be a twist where it's like, that wasn't America at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nobody knows what America is anymore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Fragile's back, sporting a fancy new set of neck hands. That, I love the neck hands. The so, blue neck hands. They're, they're so, so strange. Weird. So they don't like you first see them and they're acting like her mask, right? So they like clasp yeah. the clasp over her mouth. But later on in them, they sort of act of their own accord to light a cigarette for. Her. Yeah, which is <laughs> so necessary, obviously. Oh, man, it's, it's, that is such a Kojima thing. That's brilliant. I know. There's, there's, <laughs> the stupid neck hands. There's some fantastic ideas in this trailer, but I'm just, I, and honestly, like it's those, stu- it's the stupidity of it all that like makes that is, that's what draws you in. But then you remember it's a cocking walking game, like, and just how much of your time was actually spent just right, just trundling around really slowly. Well, wasn't it? And wasn't there part of it being like, were they talking about America in the trailer? Where they're saying it's all well, it's America all sorted, but it's all, yeah. it's all like robots and drones delivering things. Does yeah. that extend to to the new setting where there's well, more automation? Of my, the my, my guess part? is that the robots can only function with the chiral network in place. Which isn't, which isn't yet in the, place yeah. over here. But maybe uh, like right. that's something that opens up as you start like making the network bigger, so you can start organizing deliveries rather than doing them yourself. Maybe. Mm. I mean, there was always a system. That, that eventually, that I think it, I think it wasn't there at launch, but it got updated in where you you could get a buddy bot in, um, in in the first game. Um, I think that got patched in later, and you could send it on missions. Right. But its chance of success was so low <laughs> that it was often right, not, yeah. not really worth doing unless it was on a like a super cheap, safe route like near uh, that you, you knew it was going to succeed to get some sort of benefit from. Um, yeah, it looks it looks bloody weird. I mean, <laughs> there's a bit of me that was just oh, I don't know the, the the dad nature that's you know just been forced upon me now. <laughs> I'm a dad now. Yeah, it's just like, like things change, and it's just like like even when Sam was like holding Lou, and there's like the implication that Lou is dead or something. Like um, BB, I guess Bridge Baby. Um, spoilers, I suppose, for the first game. Uh, uh, and it's just it's sort of implied that he's dead, but there's scenes with him. A bit of me was like got a little emotionally invested, and I'm like, oh god, what's happened to me? Uh, <laughs> I used to not care about children dying. <laughs> exactly. It's not my child. Yeah. Uh, man. It's like I'm I'm so intrigued, but also I kind of know what that first game was about. So it's Right. And the, the weird I mean, the weirdness it, is was it struck was was absolutely its strength, but its gameplay was it, for me wasn't. 
Um, it's ironic, isn't it? Because it will be what you expect, which is a lot of things that you don't expect. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I'm hoping that translates to the game mm. part mm. of it. Like, like there's, there, is, <laughs> there is enough different there. Mm. But I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Who knows? I mean... I mean, yeah, maybe it is different. I mean, they've already shown like there's still bridges you build. They showed like a like like a flood, I guess, which was kind of cool looking. Like there was water um, spreading for some reason that was destroyed a bridge. Uh, water filling up holes. Water filling up holes. Yep. I mean, this the is, universal game mechanic. I mean, I guess this is the ultimate put things in holes game in some way. Yeah, pretty much. You're carrying <laughs> a thing from one place to another to put it into a hole. Yep. I mean, literally a hole, right? Because you didn't yep. see the people. <laughs> Like they were all holograms. <laughs> so why was that opening scene like where they're showing Sam his room? Why was Sam all black and white and the room in colour? Like what's going on there? And why did Elle Fanning have mysterious strands coming off her? Or did does everyone yeah. have mysterious strands coming off her? Is that just Are a they thing puppet in the strings, universe? Like, right? Is she being puppeteered yeah. by some sinister? Is that a thing in the universe I just can't remember? Probably, because there's a lot of things about that game I can't remember. <laughs> There's just so much. I think that was meant to look sinister. I'm not sure. But yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, she was like standing eavesdropping, wasn't she? Or what? Yeah. That's what it seemed like. No Mads Mickelson, yeah. though. They're done with the, the veteran character. Supposedly. <laughs> Seemingly. I mean, mm. yeah. BB's dad? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what bloody happened in that game. You got your Troy Baker <laughs> ridiculous sword thing. It's a guitar. It's a guitar. It's a guitarna. Guitarna. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> guitarna. You could have that one into that. <laughs> Someone's probably said that before. I don't know. Probably. Death Stranding. Death Stranding then... 2. On the beach. I don't know. That's, I, don't know. I, know, I know the first game was all about the beach yeah. in some ways, but On the Beach just sounds like it's a party. <laughs> like, there's a Death Stranding on the beach, guys. Let's go play with some dead whales. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 2025. Not out this year. But um, it's got it's got a year tagged to it at least, um, and then I'm gonna I'm just gonna say fizzint, fizzint, because <laughs> people want Kojima to make more Metal Gear Solid and he can't, yeah. so fizzint, <laughs> fizzint, yeah, in in collaboration with Columbia film studios by the looks not of the it. country like, yeah not Columbia <laughs> okay. the country but yeah Columbia film studios and Sony they are right so we'll see if he can pull off the whole quantum break thing of blending <laughs> yeah live action God. Team, film TV whatever with a game I mean get ready for 2030 guys because when that <laughs> when this eventually comes out right it's, it's gonna be a thing um, it's gonna be a multimedia event <laughs> yeah I mean, it's not even started, right? This isn't even no. in pre-production or anything like that. It's just an idea in Kojima's head, and it's—I think it's stupid for them to even mention it now. But, um, but yeah. at least there's room for them. There's time for them to change the name. If Fizzint is the name, well, it? like any code name, yeah. <laughs> but then that means they'll probably keep it. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if Fizzint is like they're calling it Fizzint because it actually is two words, like. Physical interrogation or something. Well, physical, <laughs> well, physical character <laughs> in Metal Gear called SIGINT, because SIGINT means is stands for signal intelligence. Yeah. Like mm. electronic eavesdropping is referred to as SIGINT. And I would imagine, um, even though this you know isn't Metal Gear, but like if you think about the context of Metal Gear, physical things kind of important in terms of like bypassing signals and whatnot. Mm. Mm. 
if you wanted to transport intelligence, I bet, like, you know, it's it's one of those, like, anachronism things where it's like, the best way to secure your intelligence is to put it on a physical disc and carry it to wherever you're going. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's, because yeah. there's SIGINT, and then there's, like, human intelligence is human, I think. I think that's a thing. <laughs> a delicious human. Yeah, human. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A delicious humans. Mm. Just for me. Human Imperials. Mm. Except <laughs> not Imperial, hopefully. Special branch of the uh of the of Star Wars that we haven't they haven't they haven't covered yet, the human department. <laughs> Always very fragrant in that room. Uh, <laughs> that was a state of play. That was yeah. uh that was what they ended with. Sony. And then bonus Final Fantasy Seven entire state of play. I mean, I guess I've done pretty good, like staying media blackout on FF Seven, honestly, because I do yeah. really want to play those games. But like, yeah. there's been a bit. I mean, I could play it on my PS4 any time. Well, I'd have to re-up my PS Plus, I suppose, because I've got it on PS Plus, but uh, which I currently not subscribed to. But and ugh, they made the thing where they like obviously released Integrade, right? Which is the better version of it. Yeah. So I probably want to play that instead. Right, but, where they fixed all the weird issues. Yeah. Yeah, and and added a whole bunch of content, right? Yeah. It has the whole Yuffie story added on. Um, yeah. Well, I watched some of this and it looks good. I think they're doing more justice to it. I still don't know the whole you know, they changed the story or whatever in yeah. the first one, so I don't know how that ties in, but I mean, it looks like, you know it's got freaking gold saucer or whatever. It's got all the shit you want. Yeah. So I can't remember yeah. if they've said or not whether it's actually, like this is now just a two-parter, right? That this will be, this will be the last one. This um, kind of looks like the rest of the game to me. Yeah, it does look yeah. like that. But that was kind of the problem with that game originally where it's like you had the Midgar which took a long time and you were just in Midgar and then you went out and you did like the whole world mm. as part two yeah but I guess that's what they're doing again well yeah sure. but the, like in the original the whole world as part two like it was still kind of split up you basically had the pre-airship section and the post-airship section basically yeah they have they shown the airship not that I've seen, but I've oh, I've seen yeah. even less of this probably. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad I've managed to stay a little bit out because I do want to tackle it. They look great, and I played the I demo for FF Seven, yeah, like um, the first one, and it was and I loved it. Um, that was good. Yeah, yeah. That was the worry with that one, but I think they fixed it with the integrate or whatever. Was like that there was a lot of effort put into some sections and less, yeah, less in others. But I think they fixed it up. Bit me kind of always hoped that that like. The, the 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 exclusivity would drop, right, and it would come to our Xbox, and mm. I could I could play it on my um, on my Series X, but you know before I get a PS5, which is you know getting closer and closer every day. It's getting to that point. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, getting, it's getting to that point. Um, I mean, I've got to play that God of War, and I've got to play that Spider Man, both of them, and I've got to play that that uh, Death Stranding too. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's too much mounting. I don't really want to play that Ratchet and Clank, honestly. Mm. Mm. Um, um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on PS5 that's now building up for me to make it, might make it a uh, a purchase. 
pay off his car. <laughs> <laughs> pay off his car. <laughs> got, got to rebuild a little bit after buying a car, honestly. But like, yeah, there's other stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, in summary, that looks like uh, continues to be a good remake <laughs> going on with part two. Mm. Does indeed. Sure that will do well. Who got that for the league? Someone get that from the league? Uh, could... That was you. Was, was it you, me? Rob? Yeah, I, like I reckon you're going to do well there. Yeah, I think you may be in on a winner there. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blow it back. I need it. I've effed it already. Uh, I mean, another reason to potentially get a PS5, potentially, now, is all this rumours flying around that Microsoft are going multi-platform or more multi-platform. I mean... Sony's have started like dipping their toe into PC right over the last few years. Yeah, but this are, is yeah. more than that because Microsoft have been in PC for a while, and a lot of their stuff does release on PC as well as Xbox. Um, I think pretty much all of their internal studio stuff comes to PC now, right? Um, uh, but yeah, they're talking about games like Hi-Fi. Ru- Hi-Fi Rush is the interesting run for this mm. because it's been kind of data mined that they've got. Uh, store specific shirts that were added to the game pretty recently and they mm. were right on the money for the ones that were for Steam and Epic Game Store where the game is already available for PC mm. um, but there were some other ones that looked suspiciously like they might be for PlayStation and Switch versions they had the mm. right colorings and the right sort of implications in their designs um, so I mean the probability of that coming might might be pretty high um and the other one they're talking about is starfield and i think that starfield's an obvious choice right like that was i think that that started development before the bethesda buyout well right? i mean so, that's yeah. the thing like at this point those two games specifically are like that's not necessarily microsoft game multi-platform that's bethesda, bethesda. going back to multi-platform yeah um, they're, they're, le- they're letting Bethesda do that. Um, and but I did see a further rumor that they might do Gears of War, and then that would be a Microsoft exclusive. That would be quite a coup, yeah, if that happened. Um, not that I care about Gears of War anymore. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, the last the, new- the last two have not been as good as the first three, um, in my eyes. Uh, it'd be nice to see them return to form, uh, but also, you know, Gears Four and Five, pretty old now. Get your sales out of it, right? Like, I don't think they're a, I don't think they're a console driver. Mm. So it's like, yeah, sure, go for it. Put put them out elsewhere. Um, question is, is, does this hurt Microsoft in the long term? Does this mean Microsoft is considering getting out of the console game? Um, or maybe they're conceding defeat, defeat on this generation and they'll be back or something. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like, because obviously, like. The growth in studios has to be because they want to claw back. It has to be because they want to claw back console. Um, yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, some some console. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Market share. But obviously, that's not going to pan out in the near term, right? They can't. I mean, but they've had they've had a lot of studios for a while. Surely that must be starting to pay dividends now. Surely. See around E3 time this year. Not E3, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> around that time this year. <laughs> James Timber. <laughs> Gamegust? <laughs> goon. It'll be Goon, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about it. Like, because Game Pass would have to come with it. Because, uh, oh, well, yeah, Game Pass is Game too Pass. good. Game Pass is too good. Um, and the PlayStation offering just doesn't match it. Um, yeah, but that's why PlayStation wouldn't want that, though, surely. Mm-hmm. You want to make your, your bad product even more obviously bad by having this direct comparison on the same system. Uh, yeah, they would, they, would, they, would, they would never allow it on PlayStation. They wouldn't allow Game Pass on PlayStation. Um, no. I mean, I don't think they, allow, they allow Steam on PlayStation. I don't think PlayStation allow EA Play or anything like that on, yeah. on, on there. Um, or Ubisoft Plus, whatever mm. that thing's called. Is it called Ubisoft? I have no idea. Whatever Ubisoft are calling themselves these days. Um, yeah, Sony don't want any of that. Really? I think that PlayStation Plus is like only is only there reluctantly. Yeah. To it try seems like it. Yeah. It's like, well, they're doing it, so we better do it. Um, yeah, so I hope it doesn't break that. I hope Microsoft don't bow out. But it's it's hard. As an Xbox man, it's becoming harder and harder to justify, right? Like that Microsoft's position compared to Sony. Sony just keep knocking it out of the park with their with their actual with games. their with their exclusives. It's it, it, it you can't refute it. Um yeah, I mean, compared to the old days, it's not tons of games, but the games that they are are massive. Right? Yeah, they're quality products and big and yeah, good. In- I wouldn't necessarily say they're interesting all of the time. I mean, Death Stranding is the obvious standout, no. I guess, but it's um, uh, but they're definitely quality products. Um, I mean, like Last of Us Part Two, the remaster is apparently like topping UK charts. Yeah, so, I mean, you like, for a game that's not that old. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's because that's a little bit. Even though it's you know they put a lot of work into that game, you know it's a little bit cynical with the oh, TV sure show and like and, and just and just like a number of re-releases, right? It's yeah. the, it's like you know. Most of us had has had three re-releases now, well, two re-releases now, mm. um, already. Where's that Uncharted love, guys? <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I've got Uncharted Four plays fine on the. Uh... Oh, sure, I'm, I'm sure it plays absolutely fine. Yeah, like, yeah. The they don't go back and remaster those games as often. Like we've had one remaster, right? And that was the Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. And I'm not even sure four was remastered for that. I think one, I'm not even sure any no. of them were really remastered. Right, they were just like upraised. Yeah, you can slightly. Yeah. Uh, anywho, yeah, uh, and I mean to that end, I think Microsoft are probably looking at this generation and going, "Well, PlayStation's outselling us two to one." So the rumors go. Uh, so the figures seem to suggest. Uh, maybe we just need a little bit of a, a little bit of a money top up. Let's put our games out over there. Wouldn't be the first time Microsoft have put products out elsewhere, though. Like you know, it does ha- it does happen periodically. Yeah. Minecraft. Do you think they'll get desperate and try and put Halo Infinite on PlayStation? God no, I don't think that'll happen. Because no. anyone wants that. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Halo has continued to be kind Halo, of done. Halo- Halo Master Chief Collection on PlayStation would be amazing, well, sure. but that won't happen. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? But that would be incredible. 
Uh, well, you know, I hear I hear rumors that the last few updates to Infinite have been good. I still keep considering just playing that on my PC just to see just to see what Halo's like playing on a PC. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, because you've still got your Game Pass, right? Yeah. So you could you could you could play the campaign. Yep, I sure yeah. could. Well, only the campaign because I don't think the multiplayer is on Game Pass. Well, no, it's because it's free. Well, that's what I mean. So, so, I, I, don't it it, I don't think it's I don't think it's on the system though. Like I don't think you can access it through that storefront. Oh. Oh right. As far as I've seen, anyway, I haven't exactly looked that hard at. Well, as far as I know, if you pull if you pull Infinite off Game Pass, it'll be it'll have the multiplayer in it. Well, but what I'm saying is that the thing on Game Pass specifically says can it's the campaign. It's like the box art or whatever. I wonder if if it's just the unlock for it. Yeah, because you because they did separately download. Like you downloaded the Infinite client, right? And you can I think you could pick whether you wanted multiplayer or campaign installed. So maybe that just unlocks campaign for you. Yeah, I don't know what the actual situation is, but yeah, maybe I'll get around to that at some point. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I mean, I've played, I've played Halo with Master Keyboard before. Sure, <laughs> Halo Two, like or the 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 old, no, the CE. old CE, yeah, Jeez. which was a, also <laughs> that was, was a, not a great port. It was a bad port, and like. Even at the time, it was like a hella janky hacked version as well, also, yeah. <laughs> which probably didn't help. Because that, that was that the one that was only meant to run on Vista, but then it got hacked to make it not run on Vista. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I what think that's the one that I played. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I, I'm pretty sure I played a hacked version on XP. Yep. <laughs> I never had a Vista machine. No, oh wait, was C- no, Halo Two might have been the Vista only one. Maybe. Which also wasn't a great version. No. But that's all fixed now in MCC, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, else, what else is going on? Uh, I mean, I'm going to shout this out because I think Spec Ops The Line is one hell of a game. Um, and everyone should probably play through it once. But uh, you can't. But. Yeah, unless you can get hold of a physical copy of it, like it's um, yeah, uh, you're a bit boned because it's drift. It's one of those games because they foolishly used licensed music. They used licensed music, yeah, and um, unless they want to re up their license, I suppose, uh, it's a, it has eventually expired. I mean, it's taken what twelve years? I think that was twenty twelve, <laughs> yeah. something like that. It's taken twelve years for it to it to expire, so they got a pretty good license for it, but. Well, or it was a thing that. What was the song? Oh, I can't remember. There's a few. I think there's some Hendrix in there. Mm. Um, like, no, I can't remember. Like, yeah, well, um, how how much? It's definitely like American rock. Well, songs, sure, right? you know, it's that, <laughs> that would sort make sense. Of, that sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, I can't remember. Can't remember what else is in there. But yeah, this is this is increasingly becoming a problem. Like, isn't it? Like, just games that just can't be sold anymore because uh, of the music they include um and it's a it's a bummer um it's a, it's a you know especially a bummer when it hits these it makes people think like you know it uh, it must there there must be like loads of rhythm games that would be impossible to remake right that's why that's why that like retread of frequency kind of struggled a bit because they didn't have the budget to go and get licenses for, yeah um for big tunes that's why the remakes um, of tony hawk were so not as good but so weird. still fine <laughs> yeah I mean, at, at some point i do really want to play like get around to playing tony hawk one plus two but um oh it's great 
think it's another thing I might have to re-up my PS Plus for. <laughs> I think I got it through that. But um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. This bums me out when stuff like this happens. You would have thought there'd be some sort of deal to do this. Like, is this a problem for the movie industry as well? Like, can they not sell DVDs of a film if the if the songs that are in the well, film? I think the problem is because it's not physical. Like, I'm sure if they continue to sell discs this whole time, it would probably be fine. Maybe, but like, because it is a purely digital thing, that license the license expires. is different. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like. Does that would that? Yeah, it is weird. Do you think that ever stops? Like you know, oh, Netflix can't have this film because no, because the distributor of the film can't distribute it to anyone because of the li- the music licenses have expired. It's like, weird. I don't know if I've ever heard right. that happening, but yeah, it basically means that music licensing for video games is messed up. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, they should have already. They should have been making different deals ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But at the time, no one thought video games were real, and then <laughs> and then they became real. It's been like bigger than films in terms of revenue no, for I a know, long time now. I'm sure executives didn't think so. Yeah, I'm sure they still thought it was some weird thing on the internet. I mean, you can see why, right? Because it's like it doesn't even like video gamey questions. It's not mainstream knowledge, right? Compared to films and no. TV. I, I guess- was thinking about that just the other day. When like whenever I'm, whenever I hear my parents doing like the radio times quizzes and they're, they're doing like the music quiz it's like when are we going to get that for videos oh we're not gonna it's never gonna happen yeah <laughs> even though we are full of this ridiculous amount of general knowledge about video games and we yeah, can easily do true. one of those quizzes like that yeah. if it was about video games sure it's just not gonna happen i mean it comes to it's not around on your average pub quiz is it unlike music and no i mean it does it film. does come up every now and then on university challenge right like they, sure. there will be like the a, a video game question uh, and sometimes it's about like developers and and uh, publishing houses and stuff like like oh who developed this game or who won this uh, this award or something for a game and it's like oh actually sometimes sometimes one of those can be a bit of a deep cut and I'm like yes university challenge good on you <laughs> um, but most of the time it's like what are the power ups in Mario Kart <laughs> like and you're like oh, god damn it <laughs> we could do better than this guys. I mean, I think there was one about Castlevania on Only Connect once. I was like, ooh, deep cut. Like, deep-ish cut. It's not really a deep cut, because we all know it, but like, there's a, like, there was a, there was a little something. You're like, ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I tried that once doing a video. Like, when, when, during lockdown and stuff like that, we would have like little quizzes with, yeah. um, like uh, with some of Gnome's yeah. friends. And, and I set a video game round. Right. But I did it by. I thought I was picking like lowest common denominator stuff. But you weren't. But, but uh, no, it really didn't fly. Like, uh, like they, they, they were they were still too hard. Like people struggled with Yoshi as a character. Like yeah, who is this? Guess like, it's kind of relatively yeah. obscure in the Mario context. I mean, it's not though. That's the thing. But, but, compared but, to just knowing about Mario. Mario, yeah. Like, or, like if I've showed Luigi, would they have got Luigi? Like Probably. maybe that's the level I should have got at, but. I showed a. I literally showed one of the. It was a picture round, like, and I showed a picture of Rocket League that literally had the words Rocket League <laughs> in the picture, and even Gnome didn't get it right. <laughs> and it's like, oh. well, that's just a that's just a failure in visualizing the problem. <laughs> I, thought, which I, thought, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, God of War didn't. Nobody got that. Uh, it's like, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a bit of a fail. <laughs> 
And this was me, yeah, as I said, trying to, try to pick the biggest hitters. I probably might have got away with Last of Us now if I had done it again. Wow, right? Yeah, but that's because, only because, because it's come to TV. Yeah. And even then, maybe Halo, like, because it would have had TV ads for the Paramount Plus series, yeah. maybe. Which I, which I hear the second season isn't, isn't, isn't that bad. But what? Well, it could only be less ask. bad than the first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, what will it take? I suppose to get to get games a bit more mainstream knowledge. Is, is, it, just, is it just? Is it just? We need to wait another whole generation. generation yeah, till yeah. <laughs> all the old people actually die for real. <laughs> <laughs> Are we here? Are we the first yes. mainstream video game generation? Pretty much. This? But because old people cling on for an extra 30 years than they should, we, we don't get to do anything. We're just stuck. <laughs> they should all die now. What are they doing? Clinging on. Well, they don't generation. have to die. They just have to not influence culture, I guess. Culture anymore. Okay. Yeah. You're allowed to keep living. You're just not allowed to like put anything out oh into my, the world. You've, oh got to, you've got to be read-only mode from now on. <laughs> I mean, it could still you could still be robbed. It's read only bad. <laughs> <laughs> read only man. Read only. Oh, bad. Right. Is that the news? Unless you want to talk about Epic X Disney, whatever that actually is going to be, apart from Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't like Fortnite map becoming like the Disney Kingdom or something? Because presumably yeah. you're not going to have any Disney characters shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, I did see the other day uh, a pretty good, like it was it was a video on Twitter of of people like uh, modding Mortal Kombat so it had Disney characters in. Sure. So seeing Winnie the Pooh beat someone the fuck up was pretty funny. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh right. is public oh, no. public property or whatever. Well, yeah. Presumably not that depiction of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, not right? the Disney version, presumably. I guess it. I, that's a that's a matter of graphics. Like, <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, they had the um. I can't remember her name, but the princess from Aladdin, um, Jasmine. Jasmine, right? She was. She, I think she had Scorpion's moves, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's the collaboration, but also Disney have invested 1.5 billion dollars into Epic yeah. in terms of stake. So. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how much that will actually influence them, but you know. I mean, gaming side aside, they're you know they're into Unreal because of the volume, right? And they use Unreal tech to yeah, to, yeah, to, presumably yeah. to do all that. Um, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they're, prob- they're probably while you're at it, might as well theme everything in Fortnite. Yeah, they're probably Epic's biggest television customer, right? So yeah, all, yeah, yeah, for sure. Filmography customer. Speaking of, I guess, Disney in video games and Epic, this is technically just something I was going to mention when I was talking about things I've played, but they there's a Star Wars thing in Rocket League at the moment, get some car skins or whatever. But one of the things they put in is a goal explosion, which is the Sonic Mine. But it oh. sucks because they've not turned up the base nearly high enough. Oh, man. It's really weak. Oh, so it's <laughs> it could have been so, so cool. So it's a very quiet... Yeah, it's just like... And it's like, that's not nearly... Base. You've got to base boost that shit. I mean, no, they don't need to base boost. And what they need to do is make the Sonic Mine, like, dull every other sound that's playing. Well, sure, but there's not so really it's... any sound playing when you score a goal. No. In Rock wow. Oh, man, missed opportunity. That could be the best thing. Well, I mean... It's not a missed opportunity, it's a failed opportunity. Oh. They hit the opportunity, but they didn't succeed in execution. I guess. 
but yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's the epic Disney deal trickling into Fort uh, Royally via Fortnite, I guess, because <laughs> it's all the same thing now. Use your Rocket League skins in Fortnite because you apparently can. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. Anyway. Can that be my, like what what happens when I die in Fortnite? Can I have like the Sonic Nine? <laughs> wow! We'll just make that a weapon in Fortnite. Yeah, destroy all those buildings. That would be pretty cool. Way overpowered for the context of that game, but pretty cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, because there is more. Uh, a prolific Sega leaker uh, tells us that there's not one but two crazy taxi games in development. Uh, one of which is a reboot, uh, which was the footage we saw at Sega's weird announcement um, of whatever the new era yeah. <laughs> of Sega is. Um, sure. But also, there's a remake um, of some description in the works. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Crazy Taxi needs a remake, but like a remastered collection of the previous games would be good. But um But I don't know I don't really know what a Crazy Taxi remake really would be. Those games well, are so crazy, tiny, right? A crazy Taxi remake would be this other new game that they're already making. Uh, <laughs> like that's, they're already doing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so familiar with Crazy Taxi 3. That's the one I I don't really know that well. Mm. But um Uh, yeah, there's that. Also, don't expect one of those games until 2027, apparently. So we're a way off. And apparently that new Jet Set Radio, yeah, about the same date. They're, they're, they're sort of aiming to hit 2027. So who we? Maybe this is an announcement that was slightly too early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A while away. And that was the news. And that's the news. And well, now five for what you've been playing. Oh wait, hang on, Zach's, Zach's got some bonus news. What bonus minor news? I mean, I guess we could mention that minor for news. some reason. I guess just because of like, well, I was going to say peer pressure, but it's more like peer influence, I guess, because it's not really pressure. But basically, the, the nice form of peer yes. pressure, like a, a, a peer suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> but basically. Most of the main content creators of City Skylines are coming out and saying how bad City Skylines 2 is. Basically, mm. one of them did it, and then everyone else was like, Oh, the floodgates have opened. Let's all I come in it. and say it's real bad. Wait, so what? Oh, you mean wow. the like de- actual developers? No, like, the content creators. Like, yeah, the, oh, uh, you mean YouTube, YouTube content right, creators? Yeah. They're like all saying, I'm, They're all basically not going to continue playing City Skylines 2 mostly at this point. Huh. Until everything gets fixed, modding has been announced to be like March at the earliest, and that will be a beta version of the modding interface. I mean, there are, are already mods by like official modding access or whatever. Mm. It's going to theoretically start being beta tested in March. <laughs> so yeah, that game is has reached the point where everyone has decided to shit on it, and that you know maybe that will cause some something to happen. There was a. I don't have they come out and said whether like their content was potentially AI made, like hence the teeth problem. I don't think there's like, been anything said about that. And that's not an AI they, problem. That's like a non AI problem. Well, I mean, it's like someone it, wasn't working hard enough. Or well, well, yeah. I don't know. There was this suggestion that like they used AI to, to make some of their models and then, of course AI went to town making those models and then they didn't have a human come and um 
you know, de-triangle it, I suppose, so it was optimized for the game and cull out unnecessary detail. Um, I don't know how true that is, but um, I didn't think about that. No, or if it's just a yeah. Sounds like there wasn't very much cure. If, if even if that was true, even if humans did make all that content, clearly like a a a there wasn't an experienced game designer or game producer sort of overlooking all this stuff and being like, oh, good god, we can't we can't possibly run a game with that much. Well, all there was, and, and you know, the theory goes that Paradox forced them to release this super early because of other games yeah. doing badly for Paradox at the end of last year. Which so, would make sense because that's what publishers do. Yeah, so like give it a couple of years and maybe it'll get optimized. But maybe, yeah. Although, although, although its failing state might sell, might kill it quicker than. Well, yeah. The problem is like if no one's playing it, there's going to be less, you know, it, less chance that they'll continue supporting it because the whole point of paradox is to make DLC, right? And if there's mm. not a market for that, then yeah, they'll move on. And also, you know, as many of these YouTube people were pointing out, like. Really, the problems with these guys that they care about is not, you know, how badly optimized it is. It's like how the game works, mm. which is maybe not great in several mm. ways. And that and is that, the kind I mean, of thing that might serious. not be fixed. Yeah. And that's then a bit, the, that's a bit more serious. the other minor bit of news I wanted to point out, <laughs> which is a real dumb thing because it's not like this is a new thing, but Ubisoft referred to the upcoming pirate ship game skull and bones mm. as a quadruple a game <laughs> is that just like because it's been in development for that long i don't know what the fuck they think it is because apparently <laughs> so well because well, it started looping back around to being shit if you keep adding a's well that's the thing so like well i mean i've i mean yes pe- people don't seem too no. impressed with this beta yes so like the thing is apparently Apparently, this isn't a new thing. Not only even for Ubisoft. Like Ubisoft have said this before. Apparently, they called Beyond Good and Evil Two a quadruple A game at some point. Oh. <laughs> Whatever that would have meant for a game right. that barely existed. Well, yeah, and, and nobody really knows how much budget they actually really put behind. But it. also, supposedly, if, if quadruple A exists. It's Grand Theft Auto and maybe um, Cyberpunk. I guess. Yeah, I was going to put Last of Us maybe in that category, but yeah, maybe. Mm, well. But like, and it's a, so supposedly, at some point, Microsoft may have also said something was quadruple A as well. So this is maybe not a new thing for people to say, but obviously, when it's Ubisoft, it's like, what the fuck? Mm. And of course, the, the, the context of this of him of Yves Guillemot saying this was, of course, a investor call. And it seemed like what this investor who was asking the question actually sort of knew what the shit was going on because he was like, why are we releasing Skull and Bones for $70? Wouldn't it be better as a free-to-play since you're going to the live service model? Mm. And to which the response is, no, it's such a massive, huge-ass game. It's quadruple A. Obviously, it's going to be worth $70. <laughs> Lies. Was, was, was he panicking? It sounds <laughs> like a panic. Who knows? But yeah, that's like... And then, you know, as soon as that conversation leaked, everyone was like, God damn it, Ubisoft, what are you doing, you idiots? Katra <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, I mean, I don't, I don't think any live service game could count as quadruple A if we're even entertaining the idea that quadruple A is a thing. <laughs> no. No, I don't think, I don't think we're there. I don't think there's any, yeah, I mean, Rockstar aside, Rockstar is the obvious choice. You're right, Dan, like of one developer that spends 
more time and effort and money than yeah. anybody else to do yeah. what they do. Um, if there was going to be someone that we'd call that, it would be them. Um, and that's what they were trying to do with the CD Projekt Red. We're trying to do was kind of reach for that, right? Not quite, but sure. with Cyberpunk, yeah. I mean, they didn't do it, but no, but, no, yeah. but they tried. <laughs> I mean, they might have got it to that place in like classic CD Projekt Red style. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm hearing a lot. Of- it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure the, the positivity sure around good. Cyberpunk now is interesting. And I don't think I I think when I played it, I might have still have and I left it quite a while before I played it, but it sounds like I might have still have come in too early. early. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that the systems are I improved mean, quite a bit since then. It seems like Cyberpunk is not as extremely, but it's it's now slipped into the internet lore as being a, a, a no man's sky equivalent, basically. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, I can put it in that category in my head. Cool. I mean, not for skinny yeah. skylines. <laughs> well, not yet. Maybe not for skull and bones. I mean, the one, the one take, the one takeaway about skull and bones I've heard, uh, skull and bones I heard that like really stuck in my head was like, I played skull and bones. It made me want to play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yep. Right. This is another skull game. Skull and that bones was like, just a like an offshoot of. Assassin's Creed 4, wasn't it? That yeah, was the point. Pretty much. It was supposed to be a small game, like a little uh, I think, yeah, a $20 it, game or something. I thought it started life as like a, a multiplayer variant of yes. that, right? And then and then I think the early demos of that were, didn't, weren't met particularly well, so they put it back in the cooker. Uh, <laughs> for like way too long. For way too long, yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. I mean, I assume it's got, you know, for, for them to justify $70, it's got to have a pretty meaty campaign element, right? So, it's, <laughs> And if it doesn't, what are you doing? Yes. Well, we'll it, see. If it doesn't, yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a, a super risky, super risky venture these days to go in. Like, if it is a multiplayer focused game, and that's what they're going in with, uh, at with a price tag, right? yeah. that's the problem. You can't do that anymore. You can't just go in. You can't be a Quake Three anymore. And also, not if you're then going to continue to potentially sell more shit for it in a well, live service fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even. I mean, even Overwatch realized you couldn't do that anymore. Like, Overwatch was the last one that managed to pull it off, really. Yeah. Full-price game that was multiplayer only. Um, and then Overwatch 2 happened, and no one was happy about that, and that's free. So, <laughs> or free to start, I suppose. Yeah. Speaking of, like, it making people want to play um, Sea of Thieves, there seems to be a lot of that at the moment. I heard that, like... I saw a headline, I don't know how long it lasted, but there were more like active players on Arkham Knight than there were on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Oh, wow. <laughs> when it People went back and... Like a week after it launched. People yeah. were like, hmm, I want to play this good game. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked about it because I don't really... I still don't see the appeal. It's like... I, was, I noticed well, I, that... I was watching some I, of the... I think Sorry, no Karen. one picked it for the league, right? The Suicide oh, Squad, because yeah. we all knew that was not going to go well. Yeah, the vibe wasn't there. Well, yeah, I sort of look at the footage of that, and a bit of me thinks uh, a lot of people say like the actual like core building to building, flying through the air, shooting stuff, kind of works. Like as a if you know if you took it out of the context of it being a DC oh, sure. Suicide Squad game, that actual the core combat mechanics are 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 good. Um, 
but it's a disappointment that it's a DC, you know, the DC wrapping and the Suicide Squad characters, they're just reduced to guys with guns. Um, and even the gadgetry isn't all that interesting by the, by the looks of it. You know, it's not all... Yeah, it's disappointing in that respect. It is just a looter shooter. But also, like, I look at it and I think, man, Sunset Overdrive, Yeah, that was a better game. And that's capturing the yeah. similar sort of vibe. Um, man, Sunset Overdrive got a bit of a raw deal when it came out. I still think that game is better than it. Um, better than the uh, the vibe it got when it released. Go and play it now on Game Pass. Yeah, um, <laughs> another thing that I've seen a couple of times in that list and been like, yeah, maybe. It's a good game. It's a good game. And it's the last thing Insomniac did before they went and made Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> One time they made something for Microsoft. Mm. Yeah. And not Sony. Yeah. And then they went to Sony and didn't look back. And got pretty much bought. <laughs> I mean, they have been bought, haven't they? They are Sony-owned so, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that the news? Yeah, yeah. it's like what you've been playing. It's like this whole podcast yeah. is news. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't got anything to talk about other than Yakuza. Like that's literally, well, all, that's literally all I've been playing. Um, uh, and how much you need to talk about Yakuza, considering how much you've talked about it previously? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know how much I need to talk about it because it's like I've had one. I've got to the point where I've had a single story hint about the two. The, um, the two Cross characters over. crossing over, right. and it's even then it wasn't spoken. It's like it, it, like there was just there was just a visual reveal of something at the end of um, Kiryu's last story segment that I played, and I'm just like, oh, I don't really know how it works <laughs> or how it even fits in. But there's, there's 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 just a little bit of the story starting to overlap. I'm getting to the point where I'm now making. I can now make some serious bills with Kiryu as well, which is just as well because, like, all his, the upgrades are expensive. His, yeah, his skill tree is hella expensive. Um, uh, but I've, in order to get to that point, I've had I've basically the last five hours or something of game time. I've just not been progressing the story, and I've just been doing side stuff, right? Um, uh, just to try and get my 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 revenue up, um, uh, and and. It's it's been good, but it's not like necessarily. I don't feel like it's been as zany or as funny as like as like some of the other Yakuza games. Mm. But, and by that, right. I mean it's like it's it's still a pretty high. It's still doing it at a pretty high level, but it's it's still not hitting the Kiwami level for me. It's still not hitting that and Kiwami 2's level of um, comedy in places. There is there is one thing that probably has my favorite animation in the whole game that is um so you can go to this it's also sort of the creepiest part of the game um because you know they really started leaning into the uh, it was around this era of yakuza game where they started leaning hard into the we like girls <laughs> butts um, we like we like butts uh we like bikinis you know that kind of element of it so there's this there's this game in there called the telephone club because you know it's the 80s yeah. where uh, apparently a telephone club was where like men would go into this club they'd pay for a certain amount of time and girls would ring in to the telephone club to have conversations don't know i don't right. know if that was a real thing or that lot but whatever it's what how it works here so what, what how it actually plays out is like kiryu is trying to chat up these ladies <laughs> that are ringing in 
Right. And um, and that works out by like like it asking you a question, there being like a series of like answers like moving around the screen in bubbles, and you've got to try and shoot them in a really awkward way to like answer the question um, in a specific way. But what what what's behind all of that is a blurry version of what Kiryu thinks the girl looks like. <laughs> okay, great. So as you answer certain questions, that starts like becoming more into focus. But it is just a girl, just sort of like like really zoomed in, just sort of lounging around in a bikini, <laughs> and it's like okay, it's just a very nineties video focus style. A little bit, yeah. This is this is a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> But the, the best, but the best thing about the whole sequence is when Kiryu answers the phone in the first place. So you're sitting there in the booth, and there's just this timer ticking down, and obviously there's a sudden quick time event to answer the phone. Oh, and because he's Kiryu, he doesn't just answer the phone; he like fwah, flings it into the air, and there's a slow mo as the, as the coil of the of the phone cord is like just like hanging in the air for a bit, and it's all really dramatic. And then it just sort of stops, and he's like, he's very slow. He just goes. Moji <laughs> like it's, it's it's so Moshi dumb, Moshi. and I love that like that sort of like juxtaposition of the of Kiryu being Kiryu, and they're just very calmly answering a phone. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's all that stupid stuff. It, like there's there's stories associated, sub stories associated. I've always I've I've only done a couple of them where he ends up then meeting the girl, and of course something bad happens. Um, uh, what, like the, the 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 last one I did was uh, I guess even creepier still and that like they turned around and they basically had a man's head um, on the on a girl's body and he, but but then she was like it, she does this animation where it's like a tiger clawing at him and then it just faded to black and then it came back up and they were outside a hotel and and, <laughs> and Kiryu said I'm quite ashamed <laughs> okay <laughs> okay and it's like okay that's 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 gone that's gone places. <laughs> I love these guys. They're so stupid. They're <laughs> so stupid. They continue to they continue to be stupid. I did uh I tried engaging with its um cat fighting betting thing as well. Yeah, also, yeah, you know, slightly creepy element. Which as a, as a, as I think I mentioned before, has like assets and animations lifted from the Beetle game. Yeah. Um that was in Kiwami One. Um or Kiwami lifted the assets from this to make its Beetle fighting. I don't know which way around it was, I've lost track. But um uh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's just like it, it's it's basically rock paper scissors, but it feels which is exactly what the Beatle game was. But it really feels like it's cheating against you here. Like the the, the probabilities just don't seem to work out in your favor at all. Um, you lose almost all the time, and I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, so I probably won't engage with that system very much. It's not just because it's creepy and I can't do it with gnome in the room, but uh, <laughs> also because I don't know what the bloody hell's going on. Um, Bit like me trying to play Shogi, you know. Mm. I don't know. That game's too hard. Um, uh, and I did just settle down and play some uh, Hanafuda deck gambling as well for 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 a little bit too long because it's they're so they're such simple games. It's like like uh, Hanafuda Blackjack, like uh, Oichu Kabu, I think it's called. And I played mm. that for far too long. Lost all my money. Like didn't make anything out of it, but like it was it was good fun. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm playing. I'm still playing it. It's still good. I'm friends with a sushi chef. Because you ate every item on the restaurant. All the sushi. No, I, I went fishing and gave him some fish. Oh, okay. And <laughs> <No. laughs> then he made sushi for someone else. Yeah, now he's my friend. And I gave someone a job because they protected a dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Peace exactly. You think that's not a very uh, like a consistent fish supply for someone who makes sushi? Just <laughs> the fact that yeah, I know, it was funny. It's, it's, to catch it's a slightly time. weird storyline, right? Because the sushi chef doesn't believe in himself, and he's like, "Oh, if only someone caught me some fresh fish." And it's like, is that not what sushi is? <laughs> is like, <laughs> he wants yeah. it to be fresher, more fresh. Yeah, apparently, yeah, <laughs> the freshest. So I'm, so I'm going to catch it, and then several hours later, <laughs> several days well, later, I'm going to bring it out of my inventory and say, here, have this go. It's a it's time. <laughs> it's a suicide mission. <laughs> anyway, that's, what, that's what's happening. In All there. right. Well, you've been playing, Zach. I've been playing far too much different things to talk about at the end of this podcast, so I'm just going to skip oh, okay. Well, there was, a ne- de- there was a next fest, so there was a bunch oh, of right. demos. Yeah, yeah, cool. They played a bunch of random demos. The only one I, I probably need to talk about is uh, they made a demo for Shapes 2, the sequel to Shapes. <laughs> what was that? I remember us talking about it. I can't... It's the it's the super minimalist Factorio game. Oh, where yes. Where it's just a bunch of shapes and colours yeah, yeah, that yeah. you have to mash together to make different shapes and colors <laughs> yeah okay i remember but yes they made they made a sequel to that where well it's now 3d like hmm. it now has a physical you know you know 3d level which is weirdly is like for some reason like floating asteroids in space that just have shapes growing on them that you can mine <laughs> and colors okay and also like the in the in the original game, the building in the middle, the hub, where which is where you just deliver everything to, you know, it's just it's just like a square. In fact, it's just like it's just a UI element always. It's a square where the ports go in, but the top of it just shows you your current objective. Mm. So it's just it wasn't really anything like everything in that game wasn't anything, of course, because it was just that abstract. Mm. But now the thing you deliver to is a giant vortex that you just chuck the shapes into. <laughs> okay, for for no apparent reason. Who knows why you're doing this, doing any of this. But yeah, it is basically a more, a, you know, the 3D version of that game, which allows them to do some sl- slightly more cool things. Like now, now when you're, the way it used to, you had the shapes and you would like stack the shapes on top of each other. And there was like four layers that you could put on. And then like, you know, you had to make different shapes for each of the layers or whatever and colors and all that stuff but now because it's 3d you actually physically move the thing onto the second level and drop it onto the one below when you're stacking them like it's because it's 3d now that's actually a physical process not just a random thing where two inputs go into a building i see i see <laughs> obviously they do still go into a building the stack of building but mm. now it's more obvious that that's what it's doing it's putting this one that's on top on top of the one that's on the bottom right yeah <laughs> You don't just have to remember that it's this port that goes on top like you used to. So is this like Infinity Shapes, Infinity Factory? Yeah, Infinity kind of. Factories to Space Cam. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, it's in, a, in another way that it's very similar to that is like when they updated it to 3D and, and you know, had to make a user interface or whatever, they made an incredibly awesome user interface because it's just so easy to like manipulate everything. Hmm. Like it's so smooth to be able to like when you're dragging a belt line out, it, as you're dragging, you can push like Q and E to go up and down levels and it automatically just it puts in an elevator or whatever at the square that you're on. Oh, okay. So you can yeah. just drag and go up and then go down and then like, huh, and then, and then also when you're dragging, you can hit another button. I forgot which one, but you can hit another button to put an anchor point on. So you can make a corner and then that means you can do um, proper zigzags, um, it, dragged yeah. in one move. Hmm. 
Because it, obviously it does the auto corner thing where if you drag away from a point, it creates a right angle sure. or whatever, and you can flip it to the opposite right angle. But then you can create these anchor points so you can do much more complicated routes. Just in one smooth in motion. one In one drag. Yeah, nice. And it does a lot of stuff like that. And like in the, in the old game, you had splitters where you run one belt in and split it into two or whatever. But now you don't even need that any longer. It just does it automatically. You just drag a belt past a place where it could split into like a building and it automatically just spits off. Mm. And if you merge two, if you run a belt into another belt or drag away from a belt, it automatically creates a split or a merge. Now, there are times where you don't want that automation and is the trick just don't drag it that far or? Well, yeah, like you don't overlap the drag or whatever. Mm. But I assume that maybe that'll be a thing that will come into some. Well, I guess it's not really a puzzle element exactly, but it's like because you, if you're dra- if you're dragging a belt across the fr- like the entry point to a building and it automatically splits, that means your belt is immediately adjacent to a building. So obviously, if you wanted to space that out for other reasons, you'd have to like do it slightly differently. Mm. But you know, that's it is just one of those. And then obviously, it has like blueprint. The original game had blueprints as well, but this game. I didn't realize until I went back and played the original, which spoilers, I also played that. Mm-hmm. But like the original had blueprints, but it kind of didn't. It called them blueprints, but it was really just copy paste. Right. Whereas now it, it's actually blueprints. You just say you can save them and Keep them do all the stuff that Factorio does. <laughs> because Factorio is still the number one blueprinting system in any game ever. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, Shapes 2. And then, and they're. It's interesting because they updated the demo with an with an extra mechanic, like halfway through the demo period mm. or this next fest period or whatever. And the new mechanic that they've put in is in Shapes Two. It's called Pins, which is basically it allows you to put an empty space on a layer and then stack something on top of it. Because in in Shapes Two, if you stack something on top of something else and there's a hole in the layer below, it falls down to fill that hole because it's like a physical thing now. Mm. Whereas in Shapes One, it had this you could have empty spaces on a layer and stack something on top unless it exactly fitted on that hole and then it then it fell into the layer below, except not really fell. Mm. And then that gave this weird puzzle mechanic in Shapes One where you had to make floating layers where it you couldn't build it by just putting the thing onto that layer because it would fill in the hole. So you had to like basically hook it onto a temporary part that then allowed you to affix it, and then you delete the temporary part afterwards. Well, this sounds a lot like Infinifactory and Space Chem type yep. mechanics. Yep. Yeah, But yeah, that, that was... It was weird because in Shapes 1, that mechanic was unexplained and kind of difficult to work out but it was also part of like the main goals. There was like two right. two of the specific levels gave you goals that you had to do this floating shape thing in. Hmm. But because it wasn't explained, it was actually really difficult to figure out what and to figure out the exact reasons why it works like that. Like the way that you had to cut off the extra bit, but only after you'd like glued it together and that kind of thing but yeah now in shapes 2 that's just the mechanic where you have a you have basically a non-shape that you can just use to fill the gap which prevents the top bit from falling down mm. so presumably that's going to make those puzzles a bit more obvious and therefore expand the different options of what you can make <laughs> but yeah apart from that interesting it sounds like a pretty substantial upgrade yes. or a substantial change over the first game yes it does seem like it's 
the first game was a very what we would call a concept game. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> boil it down to its simplest element. Yeah, and now it's just now it's going to be a, a fin- in fin the factory style. It's just a it's just a real game now. It's a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> And there's also going to be like... I hope they use that as their marketing line. It's a real boy! <laughs> They've also made it so like the paint is actually different from the shapes because before it was all just items on a belt, but now you can actually have like pipes or whatever to pump the paint around. But oh, then you cool. can also put it into an item and put that on a belt if you want. Is it still got like a really stark aesthetic as well? Well, apart from being in space, but yeah, kind of. It's not as, you know, it's not as black and white as the old game was. That's a bit of a shame. Like, I, I, like, I, I think they probably should have kept the concept concept, <laughs> like, you know, as we yeah. would call it, like the... But I don't, I'm sort of imagining it in my head as like it's a white background and you're putting like weird like flat shaded cubes into a white background. I don't know why I've got this kind of like yeah, it's all working on paper view. Like it, it, it could have worked, but I think trying to make that like you know with the 3D elements, it would be more difficult to make a style that would actually work if you wanted to keep like the pure white paper background style yeah wouldn't necessarily have to be that but i would have quite dug it i think with like flat shading or something like that just like i mean it's not super like hd or whatever yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) it does actually look quite a lot like in finifactor i would have said okay even in Mm. the art style in some ways but yeah, that's shapes too. But then I also played. I guess I'm thinking more like you know something like humanities kind of take on it, where it's uh, just, yeah, like, maybe yeah, it's the void. Mm. <laughs> I also played the whole of shapes one again, basically, because <laughs> <laughs> it advertised me. I was like, I need to go back to the first. But then, of course, when I went back to the first, I realised it made me even more realise why the new UI of shapes two is better because mm. it's not just the UI. There's also actual gameplay mechanics because like. A lot of the buildings in Shapes 1 that do the mechanics, you can't flip. So you're locked into the left port being the one that stacks oh, on top I of see. the right port or whatever. So you can't even rotate them around or anything like that. Yeah, so it makes it weird because then if you're if you're like if you're building a factory that goes to the left, that's mm. fine. But if you try and build that same thing going to the right, it doesn't work any longer because you can't build the same entries and yeah, splits. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, this is weird. That 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 was that came back to me as soon as I went in. And I was like, oh yeah, that's why that's why that felt so much better in the demo of Shapes Two. I was like, oh yeah, but it's because it was annoying in Shapes One. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be magnetically aligned to the to the planet. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's not like it's. There are a couple of buildings that do allow you to flip, except it's not really flip. It's like it's a separate building that just has the ports inverted. But mm. it's it's obviously deliberate, is what I would say. Like it's not just that they didn't allow you to do it; it's that they chose not to allow you to do it for most of the buildings. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so I played, and I, you know, and the other reason I went back went back to play more Shapes One is because I looked at the achievement list. And it's like, oh, there's some achievements I, I haven't got. <laughs> except the trouble is that, of course. There are a couple that I'm probably never going to get because there's speedrun achievements. Oh, right. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem with that except for... The, I was thinking about it. It's like, I got Factorio speedrun achievements and that was fine. And I've looked at Dyson Sphere program speedrun achievements and it's like, I think I could probably pull that off. But it's... Mm. The trouble with, in Dyson Sphere program's pro- case, it's hard to tell because it's too long 
because the speed run, the, the fast speed run, there's two, of course, there's the slow speed run and the fast speed run. The fast speed run in Dyson Sphere program is still 10 hours. Right. <laughs> and that's like, I can't see that far ahead to say how easy or difficult that would be. Right, yeah. <laughs> but then in shapes, the, the problem is it's the opposite, where the speed run, the speed run isn't even the whole game. It's only like the first 12 levels. But that is like the speed run on that is like half an hour. So that's the that's an execution style speedrun, not a like planning yeah, yeah. style speedrun. It's like a clicks per second kind of thing. Especially because especially because level twelve in shapes is where you unlock blueprints. So before that you can't even copy paste. You have to mm. manually click everything in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true a true APM run. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna get those achievements, I guess. Mm. But then I, I looked at some of the other ones that are just like production targets. I was like, yeah, I can knock a few more of them out while I play this again. Mm. And then I played it all the way through and got to the end game where you build the fancy make anything machine because Shapes 1 has, you unlock it quite late on. Or, well, you unlock parts of it relatively early, but it doesn't really become useful until right at the end of the game, basically. But it has basically a separate layer that is like the wiring layer where you can then start using like logic gates and whatnot. Oh. And sensors and stuff. Mm. So the real end game of Shapes 1, after you've finished all the goals, is, well, you get to level 26, up to level 26, those goals are all preset. So the shapes are, you know, what the game developer wanted you to make. But after that, the shapes are randomly generated. So the trick is at that point, you have to build a machine that senses what shape it wants you to make and then automatically reconfigures itself to make that. Jeez. That doesn't sound simple. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's also huge. Yeah. Because inherently, you just need, like, well, you need basically a belt for every color. And obviously, it's it's RGB and CYMK, mm. basically. So you need, like, seven belts of colors and four belts for each of the different shapes. And then those shapes need to be able to cut down into quarters for each quarter of each layer of the shape. So what is something boiled down to its simplest elements? They've clearly... They've- the count of the most complicated end goal yeah it is but yeah that's the, that is the real that's the true ending of shapes make the make anything machine and then, then I mean that's pretty cool and then hilariously like don't play the game any longer yeah just leave it running just because it will do what you want that's kind of that is kind of cool because I had already previously got the achievement for like complete f- six levels without touching it where like that's the proof that you've made the make anything machine man <laughs> Does that does that mean like it's like exponential? If they want to do that trick again in shapes too, that's going to be exponentially harder just because of the nature well, of three D. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know if it would necessarily be harder because I mean because of the things that make it easier to play shapes too. Like I said, right? It would probably be. I mean, I mean, the question it, will be where the wiring system will come in because obviously in shapes one, it's just like you just flip into yeah, this yeah, other yeah. layer. Sure. I mean, I guess I guess the same question could be asked of like, was Infinifactory like exponentially harder than Space Chem? And if if, the, if that answer is no, then they'll probably think about it in the same way. No, because yeah, I guess the whole end. I guess the end game of Space Chem was the, the like the journal puzzles where they were like user created puzzles where sure. you just get because all you had in that game was inputs and outputs and mm. people would just make up make these inputs and outputs and you had to figure out how to do it. And but because Space Chem wasn't a single solution puzzle game, whatever it was, just work out how to do it however you want. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know how the end game of Shapes Two is going to go with their. I mean, they're, they're surely going to try and do the same thing, but I don't know 
how it's yeah. going to function in that game with the 3D aspect of the wiring layer, basically. Mm. Yeah, interesting. What else you got? What else have I got? That's, I mean, yeah. a bunch of demos, but I don't... I mean, yeah, it was oh, right. interesting stuff. Well, well, we can save them for next time, maybe. But Because what I mainly played was obviously a bunch more Power World. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Power World. It's still running. Yeah, the server... Well, not that I'm playing on a server, but supposedly they're having to pay a lot of money to keep these servers operational mm. currently. But Microsoft is trying to get them a deal or something. Oh, really? Supposedly. What, are they running on a zero or something? Or... I don't know what Azure. I don't know what the actual server structure is, but Microsoft is kind of invested in this now, oh, the okay. Power World concept. Interesting. Well, because of Game Pass, obviously. Right, yeah. So they already had some investment. <laughs> I wonder how... Oh, that's weird, isn't it? I wonder if that complicates the whole Nintendo looking at it kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure there was. It's not a developer deal or anything. No, <laughs> it was just Game Pass, and maybe we help these guys continue to make it function on Game Pass because it's popular on Game Pass. Sure, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's doing well for us. So yeah, we, we'll give them we'll give them some Azure credits to help them fund spinning up more VNs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe know. whatever whatever the system is. Yeah. But, but yeah, I've I've we've continued playing our two player multiplayer game, so not on our server, so we don't need to worry about that. But. Uh, I think we've we're probably reaching what I would suspect is the mid game, and that's the point where it's now you're you're hitting the real like where the game is no longer very well balanced because it's still early access and they probably haven't gone into this deep of the progression mm-hmm. and maybe it needs another pass or whatever. Is where, it technically still early access? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, because it's on game preview or whatever. Oh, as well. right, right, right. But uh, yeah, you you reach this sort of mid-game era, and it's like there's several like angles where it feels mid-game because the map progression, as you explore further into the map, feels kind of spiky. Like you, it's normally like a separate island. Like you'll cross a river onto this new land, and it's like oh, everything is ten levels higher here. Right, okay, yeah. which doesn't feel very smooth mm. compared to your progress, and sort of in the nature of the way the weapons and like attack power scales in that game as well like once you get you get the musket as your first gun over the crossbow which was the previous main weapon and the musket does insane amounts of damage compared to the crossbow against the same level of enemy right yeah but, but you, then you go to the next biome. But then you go one biome further, and now the musket does shit all damage as well. Right, yeah. And, but you don't really have better... You have, like, the handgun at that point, but that even doesn't do that much more damage. And obviously the expense of making all the ammo and stuff is increasing as well along, the, along with the technology progressing. Mm. So I feel like that's not very smooth at the moment, that sort of difficulty curve. And I wonder if that's intentional. To be like, oh, they, well, they've been through this loop once. Let's do the same loop with like. Well, the thing that I thought about it, looking gear. The thing that I thought about it initially when we first met one of these spikes, which was before the musket was totally useless, sort of made it normal damage. Mm. I thought that was intentional because they were basically trying to make sure you're using your powers to do fighting. Right. Like to actually say, hey, you should probably have a decently leveled team that you're actually going to bring into the fight and actually let them do the damage then you can just hit the thing with a ball or whatever 
that made sense. But like these other later ones, it's just like we seem to be we seem to be falling behind in our weaponry, and the, even our powers aren't keeping up any longer because their right. level is sort of inherently linked to your level in some ways. Is that a, a problem? Because like in case you get like base raided, like is that leveling yes. up as well? So that that is the other problem of leveling is that like there's multiple parallel leveling systems that are maybe also not very well balanced because you have your personal level which you just get experience from capturing and whatever mm. and fighting and, and crafting and all that stuff you get experience and then you have the base level which is based on what buildings you've built in your base but you unlock the buildings from your personal level going up the tech tree right so your personal level unlocks the tech tree you unlock things in the tech tree you build those things in the base and then that levels up the base so, but the problem is that your personal level sort of outpaces everything else just because you're always getting experience. Whereas, like, maybe your pals aren't always getting experience because not, they're not always going to be in your team. So they're always going to be slightly behind you. And the ones in the base, I'm not sure what's going on with the ones in the base because it seems like they normally get experience from working, but it seems like that maybe plateaus at a certain point. Hmm. Like, they can only get to like, it seems about level 16 to 20 maybe and then the experience stops being generated because it seems like if you if every pal in your base has reached that kind of level they don't seem to get experience any longer but if you put in a new one that's at like level one or whatever they all start getting experience again because that guy's getting experience like oh, him doing right. the tasks is what generates the experience for him but because it's shared across everyone in the base then everyone else in the base can start getting experience again huh. and I'm I'm not that may be intentional as well to encourage you to like cycle out different people into the base roles. Right. Maybe. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, because your personal level outpaces everything else, you unlock the tech tree too fast. So you're the like we're getting to the point where we've got like two or three levels more in the tech tree than we're even able to use because we haven't found the resources we need to use the current level of the tech tree we're at. Right, yeah. And then the and then with the base leveling, there's also another difficulty spike, which I'm pretty sure is related to the base leveling, where at certain levels of your base progress, the raids get harder, but it's not sure. smooth. Right, there's a very sudden jump. To, yeah. Oh god, why is this so much harder? Like now you reach like level 14 on the base, and then the, the next raid, everything in your base dies because the enemies are so much more powerful now. <laughs> Which is also why I noticed the like level 16 plateau problem in the base because it's like these enemies are coming in at 26, but none of my powers in the base were leveling up any longer. They were all stuck at like 16, and I was like, well, this sucks. So now I have to like take my base powers into my team and go out with them for a while to level them up so I can put them back in the base and they'll actually be able to survive the raids. Strange, isn't it? Or don't do that. Just build a wall. Because <laughs> well, yeah. it turns out, of course, AI is dumb. You just build a wall <laughs> around the base and they just stand out there and then you shoot them in the head if you want to. <laughs> or just let them time out and then they'll just leave. Okay. They will sometimes try and attack the walls, but the walls have so much health it's totally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, one of these systems I where mean, it's like early access, it's like this needs rethinking a little bit. Yeah, or maybe the wall <laughs> is the intended tactic. Well, the trouble is that like you also have the gun emplacements or whatever. But <laughs> it still always, this still always sounds so bizarre, right? <laughs> like, yes. Given the context of what this game is, I've only uh, you as far as we've got in the tech tree, you only get like a mounted crossbow emplacement, which is mm. like obviously the, the first version of the gun emplacement. And I've tried using that, but the trouble is. The trouble is, I think it's it doesn't 
you're not meant to use it as you would logically think to use it. Like you think, obviously, you put the guns at the like entrance to your base, and then you shoot the enemies as they're coming in. Sure, but I don't think that's what they're actually for. I think they're meant to be more of a support thing where you put them at the back of the base so they can overview the whole base and just do extra damage by having like weak pals that whose regular attacks won't do much damage oh, on the guns right, right, right. and then your regular fighters keeping them occupied well that sort of makes sense yeah you yes give the give the non-physical pals the ability to shoot good yes that it makes sense but it's not what you first logically think gun emplacements are for sure yeah <laughs> uh, yeah because you might want them as like a yeah do some damage as they're approaching so but when it gets bad then they'll then your physical guys get involved yeah yes but it doesn't. They. It doesn't seem to be balanced that way. It seems much more like that's just a way to get weaker powers a better damage output to contribute to the big fight rather than right. being the upfront defense part of it. Hmm. But again, I, I at the moment it seems like the better tactic is to just close your base off entirely with a wall and don't bother with the raids. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Maybe lean over the wall, shoot some things in the head, and chuff a couple of balls down there if you want them. And is there no dis- there's no disadvantage to missing a raid because it will just come back at some time later, right? Yeah, they're just randomly generated. Right. Yeah. And like, it's kind of awkward to try and capture them if you want them mm. because it, I mean, if they pile up on the wall, that makes it difficult to hit a specific one <laughs> if you want to target one specifically. And also, like, at, when they trigger their despawn sequence they just run away but they like they just run they don't even react if you start shooting them then so you can't oh, okay. stop them from running away right, right, right. they're like if you like kite something out of their yeah, attack right they just go again. yeah they just and i did have a really annoying case where i i i chased them down as they were running away and i got one down to low health and i was like oh yeah i can just get it so i threw a ball at it and it hit it and it was doing the capture sequence where the percentage was counting up and it reached 100 percent but the thing despawned while it was in the ball. <laughs> so I still didn't get it. It was like, oh, come on, really? Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I got to admit, yeah, I had one of those like, oh, come on moments in, 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 in Yakuza. Like, cause there was, there was, there was an evasion challenge for, right. for, for one of the, one of the masters you can learn moves off for Kiryu. He, all his, all his things are evasion challenges. Like, don't get hit. Don't right. get, well, don't get knocked down specifically. Uh, Oh no, it wasn't that one. No, I actually no, that one. It wasn't that one. It was the beast mode challenge, where you know, he's got his like beast mode right, like yeah, fighting, fighting style, style back. Um, and uh, the challenge in that one is to earn enough money because there's these money boxes lying around, and the, and and in those challenges you've got to be using those using those money boxes to damage the enemy mannequins with. Right. Um, and then you get the money out of the box. So you've got to know which boxes to go for. Anyway, blah blah blah. The whole thing. Like I, I, the timer hit zero as the last mannequin was dying from the box side thing. So technically, the timer expired after I had done the job. Right. But it didn't trigger that because the mannequin wasn't hadn't quite animated its death. Right. And enough. Had, yeah. Had disappeared. Yeah. Or hadn't quite got through its destruction enough. And I'm like, oh come on. Because it costs you money to do these training exercises. Admittedly, at this point, it's like the amount of money it costs is a bit is a little trivial. Right. But still, it was just like, oh man, I mean, I can't do that again on a technicality just because they didn't animate it quite, or did they? They didn't say that it was done at the start of the animation rather than the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a little frustrating. 
also like uh, in fairness to the to the other one i mentioned the evasion challenge that was quite that's quite an annoying challenge anyway to do or i didn't know what the trick was so but it has the sort of i guess kind of like a nintendo like problem more than anything and that there isn't a quick restart on those right like you have to go through because it's got all these this conversation associated with it because <laughs> right. it's a yakuza game. It's like you go back into it and it's like, oh man, you failed it. Oh yeah, you gotta got to do better next time. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I will. Yeah, okay. Can I just go again? And then no, you have to start the conversation again and say, no, which training are you doing? The same one I just did, please. And then oh yeah, so this is how it works. This yep. is the guy's ah, oh, no, this conversation with the guy that I'm evading, and it's like, and it's just like there's a lot of button presses to get through each time just to get back to where you were. It's like it's a bit annoying, but um. There aren't many moments like that, I think, in these games where you are just retrying something, bashing your head against it a bit, because there's no mm. other way around it other than to just keep trying it. Um, but when they, when you do come across them, they're pretty annoying in, in, in Yakuza games. The only time that's ever really happened to me, like like for real in a Yakuza game, was in Kiwami 1, and the boss fights in that are insanely difficult. Right, like, and then when you yeah. restart, you have to have the boss model like at you again. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, they, in those circumstances, they'll make the cutscene skippable, so you can at least press start, and then there's a skip button there. But, right, but not always. This was what. This is not one of the the, the conversations you have with this guy. Are not skippable. Um. Then I guess the last problem that we've sort of well, we've sort of run into in Power World is like because in in multiplayer they have guilds, and that applies to even when you're just playing on the local on whatever local fourth layer servers mm. that aren't servers but when you're playing that you can perform a guild which allows you to share your base basically okay yeah. it doesn't share your pals except well it's weird you have your own personal storage like the boxes but oh. ones that are in the base can be accessed by anyone oh, okay so if you put something in there the other person could just take it and sure that and then that you know that makes it easier to deal with mm. And you can still take stuff out of your storage and like drop it on the ground. The other person can pick it up sure, if you sure. want to trade that kind of thing. But I think the problem with the, we, that we're starting to run into, which again is another classic balance problem of this kind of multiplayer, is that if because we're in a guild, the number of bases you can build is based on the guild. Whereas if we were two individual players, we could build twice as many bases and get twice as many resources. Oh. which as you can imagine means that we're basically running on half as many resources as we would be if we were playing single player or whatever or playing two separate characters making twice as many bases huh. so it kind of fucks with the balance there as well could you make bases in the same place or i don't know how that works if we were two individual people right where well, you'd have to build in two separate locations you probably have to build at least without the like zone around them overlapping presumably but you mm. probably could put them immediately next to each other to the point where the zone would touch right Oh, and the zone doesn't grow as you build. No, like it's like a it doesn't. Area. It's not affected by the base upgrades. Oh, interesting. I wonder if you get like twice as many raids in that that style. Probably, like, yeah. And when they get distracted and start coming to yours. Well, probably if the bases were close enough, you'd have both the whole teams of both bases attacking the yeah, enemies. Yeah. But yeah, that is a slight balance problem, I guess. We probably could fix that just by using the actual game options because the game has like a full customization on of difficulty oh, so we nice. probably could just jack the resource density to like twice as much yeah, and that would solve the problem <laughs> yeah and it goes away yeah interesting but yeah i i maybe i'll suggest that see if we think that's worthwhile 
But isn't it a fixed map? Like, what does that yeah, actually it do? Is, does it... Well, the resources basically have twice as much in the node. Oh, I see. Right, 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 right. Which might not help because, like, our mining base is sort of speed limited at the moment. Like, we can only mine the rocks as fast as the number of powers in that base allows. So, but if you have two bases, if we had two bases, we could have had two whole teams working on the same node. Well, not on the same node, but a, a similar node somewhere else, because mm. the or or rocks tend to fall in like clusters of six or seven. So you could probably find another one of those and just put another base on it. Mm. So maybe two hundred percent wouldn't help. I don't know if you can affect how fast you mine the resources. You might be able to because that the difficulty customization is like extensive. You can customize mm. basically everything. Neat. Like how much hunger goes down, how is much it, health the enemies have. I mean, is that also a sign that maybe they don't know what the balance should be? Maybe because they put all that in because it's like, oh, maybe. We'll but I mean, see it, what players do? I think the thing is that it feels fine in single player, right? Yeah. From what I've played with the single player, it feels like it's balanced to that, which makes it weird that it's not balanced to the multiplayer, which kind of seems to be the point of this game mm, that it can do that and Pokemon can't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Early access balance problems. We'll see what happens. Minor news: there were some rumors flying around that the next golden they're, they're, they'll be doing they're doing golden silver remakes, but in the Let's Go formula. Ugh, weird. Hmm. They better fucking fit in the whole of the previous game as well, like they did with gold and silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole other island. They sure won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not an island, is it? It's a continent, I suppose. In- well, you could call it another island because it's kind of Japan, right? Oh, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just connected by an arbitrary rail line and those games that just miscellaneous space and distance between them. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll probably talk about some of these demos that I played next time because this podcast next is already time. far too long. <laughs> I think we've reached a reasonable length. Let's <laughs> store those up for next time. Um, uh, but this has been good. I mean, we've got some, um, some hot topic stuff there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like holding it down on the brand new release tip this week. Holding it down on the tip. <laughs> the new release tip. <laughs> cool. Apparently Foam Stars well, isn't worth our time. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. But I think it was the Kotaku comment was like, uh, like there was all these talk about it being like a, like a Splatoon ripoff. It would have been better if it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for this podcast. We also have a video channel on YouTube. Happy Salad. Uh, check us out there. We're doing, um, what are we doing? Let's play of uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Woo. You're talking about Relevant. Shadow. Yeah. yeah. Talking about one of the games he's playing in. Shadow Times. Uh, probably one of the most iconic appearances of Shadow the Hedgehog. Well, the first. <laughs> yeah, I guess. first. Yeah, the, the first and crucial. Well, until he wielded guns, I suppose. That's the that one is one. very yeah, iconic. No, no one could ever guns, forget that. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Is he going to have guns in generations? Uh, oh, I guess no. Part of, well, oh. no. They, they, could. They, they won't go back to that. Well, it would have to be part of that level, right? Just put him in Power yeah. World and he'll get loads. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Power World X Sega. There we go. Let's do yeah. this. Let's do it. It's coming. Check out our YouTube, cha- YouTube channel, and uh, we'll be back where you found this podcast in two weeks with another one. So we'll catch you then. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>